ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the top four podcast. Your very, very special weekend breakdown is here. We're live. Mm-hmm. It's 8 p.m. on a Monday. Mm-hmm. You know exactly where to find us. My name is Oscar. I'm a Chelsea fan. I'm joined by Robin, a Manchester United fan. Talk to me. Had a horrible, I had a great weekend. But I had yeah. a low-scoring game. I had low-scoring in fantasies. The football mm. was not the one this weekend, but we move. <laughs> we move. We move. Uh, there's there's literally <laughs> so much to talk about. There's so much to talk about. But mm. um, I'm, I'm going to start with where we are right now. We're currently live at Selhurst Park for Crystal yeah, Palace Park. Yeah. Arsenal. Um, Peter is at the game, so obviously he's not going to be in the podcast tonight. Um, but some of the other boys are making their way, so they'll be here shortly. Um, but yeah, Arsenal versus Palace. Robin, what are you thinking so far? Arsenal got their pretty much the same team, and Ketty are up top. Uh, Havertz, Odegaard, and Rice in the midfield with Partey playing right back. Um, do you think it's going to be a difficult game for them or not? SA, can you do something for me? <laughs> <laughs> I need. <laughs> uh... Listen, listen, Crystal Palace. I don't know what they're on this season, so it's just one of those things. But I don't see it being too much of a challenge for Arsenal at yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah I, no, I, think, I, think I agree. I think I agree. Still, like Palace, I think they're going to be okay. I think they got a manager like Roy Hodgson. They'll be safe in it. They'll be fine this season. I think you know, Eze really has to hope he has an injury-free season. Because mm. you know, every year in, in the Premier League, I feel like he's missed about 10 games through injury. Um, but, you know, he's, he was their best player last weekend. He's going to be the one who's going to do damage today, playing in the number 10, just behind um, Hudson Edward. So let's hope they can do something. But realistically, if Arsenal are looking to be the title contending team that they should be, you've got to be winning these games. Got to be winning these games. Um, I want to get to the comments in a bit, but Robin, I want to ask you first comment coming in from Adrian. He says, thoughts on Gabriel not starting? Arsenal obviously mm. going with Saliba and White as the two centre-backs. Does that make sense? Yes. So, like, I said, like I said last season, I said that he was the weakest link. Now, rumours be rumours and saying that him... And Mikel are having a bit of a spat. So, so in training, yeah. That's why he didn't start last week. I don't know if it's carrying on. But, yeah. In my mind, I thought last week, not last week, last year, that Gabriel was the weakness in Arsenal back four. So, it just made me think of Arsenal may have clocked. (laughs) Interesting, because Endo Endo says here, Arteta's finally clocked Gabriel's liability. Now, Last season, I was saying, I was waxing lyrical about how good I thought Saliba was. And I felt like when it came to their defence, Gabriel was the weaker of the two. That wasn't to say that I felt like Gabriel was weak. I think he's a a really good defender. But I didn't see what I saw in Saliba. However, on this podcast, we've had Peter and we've had, I remember having Jamal in the comments. Uh, Mirad, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on this. That man was saying Gabriel was the best centre-back last season. That man was saying he was better. But obviously, mm-hmm. their title challenge derailed once Saliba got injured. And Saliba was the one that was putting in the outstanding performances to the beginning of the season. So, it's an interesting one now. You know, they played the game last week. They didn't keep a clean sheet with, with this uh, White-Gabriel situation. Um, and we'll see what, it, what it's saying. To, sorry, not White Gabriel, White Saliba situation. And we'll see what it's saying today. But it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, 
Adrian saying the, narr- the, the, the narrative is harsh. Uh, Mirad is saying that uh, Gabriel is under transfer talks with a Saudi club and talks of progressing very well. They came to London allegedly. Um, I'm sorry, like, like this whole Saudi thing. I'm sure we'll talk about it later when we get into like some transfer rumors and that. But you're playing, you're playing for Arsenal and, and they're challenging for the for the Premier League. Surely your priority should be that right now, mm-hmm. right? But listen, money talks with anyone though because. Let's be a buck. How much is Saudi paying these players? They flew Neymar out in a uh, what you call it a seven four seven, just for one mm. guy, just to get him out there. Yeah, no, nah, these people are not here to play. I found you know out what? that the top yeah, four, the big four of the Saudi league, is all owned by the same owners that own Newcastle. Okay, the public investment fund. Okay. So in reality. It's four teams under one owner. Yeah, you see what I mean? You see what I mean? It's all a bit. It's all a bit. Um, but yeah, a few more comments on, on Gabriel. Potential Saudi move in the works. Uh, C1 says Gabriel is a bozo, but he's calm more time. Adrian says, remember Saliba uh, stunk for a bit post-World Cup. Um but, you know, Arsenal are not going to struggle in that area, I don't think, defensively. I think they've got a solid backline, solid cover for Gabriel in Ben White. Um, and they've reinforced the players ahead of him in Declan Rice to protect our backline even more. So, it shouldn't be an issue. Um, but we're going to keep you updated on what's going on at Selhurst Park. However, uh, they have I... lost uh, one Julian Timber. Oh, yeah, Timber, yeah. So they got, six, seven, they got... like ACL. That ACL. They gets got, they got you got once again. They got in there, but, you know, they'll survive. They'll live. Um, but let me get into the comments. Everybody was here early. Shout out to David. He's the big up top four. Um, he loves his fantasy. So he's saying only 40 points in FPL. Big man. David, if I tell you what I got in FPL this last <laughs> goodness me. And the thing is, my team is actually like decent. There's nothing wrong with my team. It's just last week and this week, bro, the points I'm getting are crazy. Let me have a quick look at where I'm at. I just had I'm a look now. 20 points, Ooh, guys. Oscar. Guys, I'm on 20 points. This was a, I'll, I'll give you this. This was a low-scoring week. Last week, smashed it. This week, and, and In fairness, I have three Arsenal players here today in my team. So, you know, if we get a, a Saka brace, Odegaard assist... I do have Saka and Zeba, so... It will look it will look more respectable, but it's still not, you know. For me, fantasy 70 is the Barama. If you've had below 70, that's a bad week. Even 70 is not good mm. enough to win leagues. Let's be real. You can't be getting 70 and winning. If you figure that this week's average is 33, it is low. Everyone's oh, had a stinker this week. Everyone's on a low one. On a low one. Mm. Yeah. But oh, is it because is it because everybody's Captain Haaland and Haaland did niche? That is that why? And everyone's had a stinker this week. That like, you treat the players that will normally do stuff. Didn't do anything. Mm, yeah, well, you know, like, like I said, there's still time for, for Arsenal to do that. I know Odegaard has got... Um, a lot of people have Odegaard, a lot of people have Saka. Um, so there's opportunities for them to score today. And then we'll see what I go on. Um, Adrian said, captain's blanked. That's probably it. Um, going back to the Gabriel conversation, Mirad says, I thought Gabriel was immense last season. He is pivotal to that defence's harmony, as, as Saliba is, with White at right back. Um, that is a defense that rival Lauren Torre Campbell. Uh, why did he? Why did he leave out the ominous Ashley Cole in that back four? Obviously, <laughs> it was your, it was, it was your best player in that back four. Mm. Um, Adrian said he's slapping a wild card on Thursday. Big up for your agendas in the building. Let me go through some more wow. of the comments. Already, already. Well, I mean, look, look. Drastic, drastic times call for drastic measures. If you, if you see a problem, <laughs> yeah. 
You've got to rectify it now. And we're going to talk about this, uh, Robin. We're going to talk about this. When we come to Manchester United, when we come to Chelsea, we're going to talk about these managers that game week one, game week two, might need to make some drastic changes because if it's not going well right now, you've got to figure it out early, bro. You can't let this thing run on. Um, Back to the comments from before. Mirad says, good evening to the greatest football podcast to air on a Monday night when multitasking isn't a man's best game. I will be AFK for most part. Hashtag champions elect. Obviously, he's watching the Crystal Palace game. As are we. I'm watching uh, Andre Ayew just take a shot right there. Wasn't good. You can't expect much from Andre Ayew, but... Sorry, not Andre. It's Jordan. It's Jordan, not Andre. Jordan Ayew. But yeah, we're multitasking Oh, uh, comment, comment your like if you're watching the game, comment your thoughts during the game. Anything that happens, we'll read it out and we'll be talking about it because we're both watching it. Um, Baraka says, uh, painful Sunday, Oscar. That performance from my blue lions was rough to watch. Hey, look, the 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 the, the lionesses, the blue lions, whatever lion you support, it was not a good day, Sunday. It was, yeah, not, it was a good not a good day. Um, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Uh, and then Endo's asked me, Oscar, how was Popeyes? I didn't have Popeyes. I didn't actually go. I didn't actually go. I was supposed to go to the to the West Ham game, but other other circumstances took over, and I couldn't actually make the game. So yeah. my my review <laughs> of that game will be a review from the sofa. You know, what I mean, I sat and watched it at home, um, and then I'll let you know where I go on. Um, Adrian says he's got to be radical. I've got two United players in my midfield. That's crazy. That's crazy. To be fair, I've got one, but, you know, that's crazy. All right, Robin. Yo. There's only one place to start. The most successful club in English football. Mm -hmm. The Theatre of Dreams. Well, technically, we weren't at the Theatre of Dreams. I was about to say, we weren't at the Theatre. We're at the Beyonce we were at the Beyonce Bowl. My bad. We were at the Beyonce Bowl. We were at a cheap, <laughs> cheap imitation of a great stadium. We were at the Beyonce Bowl. And, oh, actually, actually, before we even get to the Beyonce Bowl, before we even get to the Beyonce Bowl, we don't want to touch on it too much, but breaking news from Manchester United today um, regarding Mason Greenwood, Manchester United, mm-hmm. and Greenwood's team have agreed to mutually part ways. Um we already we already said we don't really want to spend too too much on this because it's a bit of a non-story. Um, but yeah, what what are your thoughts on that? Are you happy that it's over? And um, so I I don't want to speak on it too much because it's been a long saga and that stuff. Yeah. But I'm more on the stance of like, okay, it's happened. This is the result. Let's move forward because it's been 18 months. We know what's going on, and regardless where people sit on it, because everyone mm. has an opinion and everyone has different ways of arguing. Um, yeah, it's just like it's been done now, so we move. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah, mutual partings had to be done. Uh, comment here, end of Oscar. You cut your hair shorter. I did. I did. And it was like only a little bit shorter. So the fact that you've noticed that is a bit crazy. You know what I mean? And plus, I didn't really go nowhere. So I didn't, I didn't comb my hair out today. So it's looking smaller than normal. You know what I mean? So, um, and then Endo says, uh, Liverpool are the most successful club in English football. Robin. Um, so how many? I think off the top of my head, it's close. It's not like it's like 50. It's like 45, 46, I think. So when they, so they have the, more protein. Uh, yeah, I think they got when they got their Premier League. Mm. I think it because we were drawing on Champions League, and then now they got the Premier League. So it's like it's not, it's not even like far, something like that. And then we got one back through the Carabao. 
So yeah, you are you are drawing. They've got more Champions Leagues than you, but you've you, no you overall. No, we're drawing oh, overall. So yeah. it's like every single major trophy that they have. Mm. Mm. Okay. 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 Interesting. Interesting. Uh, Mirad says uh, on the Greenwood situation, Howler on United's part, they crumbled to peer pressure like a secondary school kid. I think. Um. I think one thing that I think is interesting in this situation is that Manchester United were were thrown into this. Like, mm. this ain't. This wasn't like. This, like it wasn't their decision. This, this is. There's there's almost no handbook on how to handle such a such an egregious allegation like this if you're a, if you're a company a publicly you know known and spoken about company like a football club. So in fairness to them, it, it's a mazzaline. Like you would hate it to happen to, to any player, but I think eventually we've got to a right decision. Just it wasn't the smoothest journey getting there. I think they could have done better in handling it that way. Mm-hmm. But um, Adrian's back, but Adrian's having some some Wi-Fi trouble. So let's see if he can if he can actually join us here. And chat. Um, AD, are you there? I guess not. Um, Endo said, uh, hashtag free Greenwood, African Twitter is pissed at the news. Bro, these Nigerians have been going crazy in the comments. Crazy. Crazy. But all that stuff is non-football stuff. I don't want to talk about Mason Greenwood. Let's talk about on the pitch. Manchester United travelled down to South London. Most of the fans didn't have to yeah. travel very far. But... <laughs> they played Tottenham Hotspur. Listen, West Coast, was, very nice train, can't say. <laughs> hey, hey, there was, a, it was a big up, big up the prime, Robin, big up the prime. Of course. What's, what's that flavour saying? I don't have, I ain't have that flavour yet. Ice pop, ice pop is actually pretty decent. Is it? I've only had the red yeah. one. Now. Okay. Um, but yeah, T- 2-0, uh, let, I'm, I'm going to let you get mm. straight into it, Robin. Thoughts? Manchester United versus so, it, 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 I feel like a, did that, it's like a replay of last season when we went to Tottenham. Mm. We we started off hot. We started off like peppering them. Mm. Uh, started going down into uh, Tottenham. Did I say South London? Man. I said South. <laughs> I, 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 I was about to say trip, I said the trip down south to I meant I meant to say South to London. But yeah, no, we started off hot. We started off like peppering them, like good thinking. I wasn't watching the game fully. I was, I was out. And what you call it? Prime, are you a big Asian? Yeah. Why not? Hey, Prime is a big 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 full on. (laughs) The only thing is that four pound a bottle, man. It's a bit of a disgrace. I can't lie. No, 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 no. If you know where the shop is, you get less than that. Oh, is it? Okay, fair enough. Mm. But it's nice, though. It's nice. It's bang. If it, it, if, if nice it was though. like a, if it was a pound, like all the other drinks of that nature, bro, so I'd be buying this one. Up. One pound seventy nine. So yeah, see, I would run that. I would run that. If I knew the shop was one seventy nine, it's it's very refreshing, isn't it? It's very mm. re- refreshing. Mm. I don't know why we're talking about prime. We need to be talking about the prime beating. Yes, I PSI Logan Paul sponsor us, isn't it? But yeah, what should call it? And it was literally another case of two things, really. Yeah. Number one, our midfield is not midfielding. Like, they're leaving Casemiro alone. Bruno and Mount, who I'm I'm saying this now, I'm giving him three more games. I'm giving him three more games. Mount? Mm-hmm. Okay. I told him he needs to rise. It's two games now. I'm like, okay, big man. Okay, continue. What, I, what are you I, offering? I want to I ask you some questions about that. But continue mm. on what you were saying with your review of the game, and then I'll, I'll so like listen. It was the same thing as in the Wolves game. Like if you leave Casemiro alone and they have five men on you, they're gonna 
cannot again Casemiro doesn't have the property or the legs to do that to defend as much as he can. And if you yeah. need that, then you need a player that like Amrabat to come and support him. If you have two tens going up there, massive hole in the middle. Oh, I thought I was anyone now. Um, and what you call it? That left us issue. Again, though, you have at the top two things. Rashford taking too long to release the ball and score. Because I don't know if you saw that ball that Onana gave to him. I said, I thought this is 1-0. I said, he's clear. But he stopped the passage of play, turned around and went back. And the same thing with Anthony. Like, he was getting the ball a lot. And all he do was turn around, turn back mm. and stop the attack. So it's like, guys, Tottenham have given us the opportunity to give the ball to us. And we're doing nothing with it. And what do I yeah. say all the time? If you don't take your opportunities, you're going to get punished. And soon come, 48 minute one nil, they score. And it's just like, we've done this to ourselves. Uh, and then, yeah, we were just literally offering nothing. And it, it's very concerning. It is very concerning. Because now that's two games where the midfield has been run through. Mm. And we need to plug that ASAP. I don't know what Ten Hag's doing in terms of trying to rectify that. But big man, we've got 10 days left mm. of the transfer window. We need another midfielder. Because Casemiro, he can't well, do it back and on. Well, let, let's start um, I think it was very, very clear to see that with Spurs having, you know, Madison, Basuma and Saar in their midfield, mm -hmm. they had no problem scurrying around Casemiro, Mount and um, and Bruno. And I watched a bit of the first half and I noticed that there was a key, there was a key um, it seemed like a highlight on Mason Mount's game was to play deeper. He was not making those third man runs into the box. He was nope. not doing what he did at Chelsea, taking up those attacking spaces. That was all occupied by Bruno. Mount was literally told to sit with Casemiro and then, you know, win the ball and retrieve the ball as he normally tries to do. Um, it didn't feel like it worked. It felt like I said earlier, it felt like they ran through that midfield quite a lot. Um, there's a couple of comments on 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 uh, Mount and I want to talk about him a little bit further. Mirad says, Mason Mount could never rise it, pause, even if his life depended on it. Better change his name to Mason Molehill. Um, Footy Agenda says uh, they was acting like Mount was a rookie. He's 24 years old. He's not a great passer, not a great dribbler, and does not contribute goals. So Boss Light is 2022, and the golfing class is insurmountable. I guess there's a pun intended there. 60 million, LOL. Um, first of all, on that point, just a response to that, I, I do think he can provide goals when he plays further forward, and that was one of my um, takeaways from the game, because I think, you know, Matt... You know, you're looking at Mount. You're looking at Mount and Bruno in the same team, and you're thinking, Bruno is a far better. You know what? Do you know what? Do you know what I yeah. think though? What the plan is, or what the plan was, because we're yeah. supposed to get Southwick back as well. But the issue is FFP. We need to sell someone in order to sign this guy. I okay. feel like um, the issue is that Mount and Bruno are supposed to be interchangeable because Mount is best played in a ten, like what he's doing for Chelsea and sometimes for England. And Sofia Bat is supposed to be the one that interacts with Casemiro. So they both sit back and they go up top. Yeah. Now, the issue is that, as you said, Mount can't sit. He can't do that. That is not what he can do. And we need to address that immediately because it's, it's getting worrying where we've improved some parts, but the other parts has dropped immensely. And it's also worrying when you look around Arsenal, City and Newcastle have massively improved. 
where we have improved, we've also mm. taken away. We've sold a lot of people. We have no more Fred. We have no more, uh, what do you call it, Dan Bake. We have no more these people. So our mm. squad is thin. And yet the people that we are planning to rely on for four competitions is insane. Yeah. So, hey-ho. Um, just, just adding on to that, uh, C1 says the levels on Saturday between Madison and Mount were insane. Um, Asad is asking me, Oscar, you said Mount is worth 60 M's minimum at one time. This guy doesn't have a standout attribute. I stand by that. I think Mount is worth, he was worth 60 million to Chelsea. And if he was on a longer contract, that would have, that fee would have gone up. It wouldn't have been, it would have been more than 60 mil. It was only because he had one year, one year left on his deal that it, we were we were able to let him go for such a price. Um, I think when it comes to where I see Mount playing, because you, you mentioned he should be playing in the 10. Personally, like I was about to say, I don't think he's creative enough to play in the 10. Bruno is going to create all of those chances for you. So Mount Mount and Bruno coexisting in the same team, it doesn't really make any sense to me. I think what he would, what where Mount would thrive is if you had Amrabat and if you had Casemiro and them two were playing in midfield and Mount was the third eight, you know what I mean? The third man in midfield, the yeah. eight, who could then roam around, pick up pockets and then also win the ball back. And he can do that sort of dual role where, but, but essentially the problem with Mason Mount is what Asad is saying. He doesn't have standout attributes. So he can't be the driving force in attack because he's not creative enough to link the attackers to the midfield. And he can't be the defensive factor because whilst he's good off the ball, he's good chasing the ball down, he's not a holding player. He can't sit in a two with just him and another midfielder. He's not disciplined enough to stay in one place. And when he's in that one place, he's easy to run around. He's not quick enough. So... Essentially, you, you're left in the same conversation we had last week when we were chatting with Ernest, and it's it's why 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 did you sign Mason Mount? Like it it doesn't make any sense, and it's one of those ones that Van Hal, uh, sorry Van Hal, <laughs> Ten Hag is going to have to answer for. Endo says, "I told you, man, about United. I can't believe Mandem had them second and third comfortably. Their fans are using are, are turning on Eric Ten Hag already. How is Mount your priority signing after last season?" So I think I think it's wild to people to turn on Mount, not Mount, uh, on Ten Hag. Ten Hag. But I, I, I'm tired of United fans in general because I think they're one of the most fickle people uh, mm. in the world. Like, as soon as one thing goes wrong, like, all hell breaks loose. And that is the majority of our fan base. Um, okay, well, rather than... Because I think every every club has yeah. you know, those volatile, crazy fans. But yeah. rather than... Let, let, let's focus on maybe the ones that we know, like people like Ernest or people that we know that yeah, no, might yeah. be turning on ETH. Do they have a legitimate gripe here? Like, is it... Cause, no, you know, I, I like, think they have a genuine point. I think they do have a genuine point. Like, these signings that he's done, some of them have paid up very well. Like, Casemiro last season, fantastic. Uh, what do you call it? The Sandra Martinez, fantastic. Um, yeah. and what do you call it? But then we're also getting these question marks like, wow, Red Horse, what was that? Mason Mount, like you bought him for the wrong position. And then these things, I think United fans are allowed to ask that question. I think that's a fine question to ask. It's because yeah. it's like, what are you doing if you are? What did, what was your plan in these people? What What's going on? And the money that you've spent as well. Mm. Anthony, I think, is splitting the fan base. Some people already... Splitting? No, yeah. So, what you call it? Some people still believe in him. Some people are absolutely done with him. And especially about the money and all that stuff. 
Uh, and as the more as more time goes on, the more people are going to turn on to him. Yeah, I mean, like, it, 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 in terms of him, I'm seeing, I'm seeing fan like United fans just turning yeah. on Anthony fully. I'm yeah, not seeing many said, the, more, the, the more time goes on, the yeah, I'm, it's I'm, see, I'm seeing worse. fans, I'm seeing fans defend Mount. You know, we, we've always had that. Man United have that 50-50 thing with Rashford and Bruno. Some people love him, some people hate him. I'm not seeing people defending Anthony, and obviously, I'm not in the same Man United circles as you are, so you know more than me in terms of what the fan base is thinking. But um, Adrian just said, "Yeah, look, nothing to split with Anthony." Like. It, it just feels like a big a big waste of money. And it's it's alarming for United when you're talking about the signing you made last year is a big waste of money. The signing you made this year, we're not seeing where it fits. Um, yeah, how, how alarmed are you? Because Tottenham I am quite at work of that game. I am quite alarmed because it's like, when you look at the whole game and you watch it objectively, the first 20 minutes we should have scored a goal and we didn't. So that highlights our number nine issue. Um, what you call it next? What you call it is that our wingers, especially the right wing, is playing horribly. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to discredit. Yeah. I'm not going to dismount people and say that I'm not seeing Anthony play well. No, he's been playing bad. But there have been games where I saw last season where I said, okay, this guy can come good. So that's why I'm not on the full. Me personally, I'm not on the full on Anthony out train yet. But I think yeah. it's warrant and valid to give a yellow card. It's like okay, like you you need to start. <laughs> yeah, give me that. So yeah. Overall, overall, I'm I'm I I do agree that this season Ten Hag has a lot to prove because let's make some fuck. You came third last season. You brought a trophy, so we know what you can do. This season, it's a lot more. Okay, we've seen what you could do and see what you can do with some players. Can you carry on? And can you, I mean, or is it going to uh, be a one-season wonder? For me, like, I, I get it. He's a trophy, and that is what the game is all about. But in terms of where Manchester United want to be, the trophy is pretty much irrelevant to me. I would be more focused on the fact that, you know, he built a team that was very, very resolute at home um, that, would, that, would, that you felt like, you know, couldn't be beat easily. And now it has to be able to go and show that they can do that. You but, have to go do it away. Last week, you have to do it away. Not, I mean, we only lost weekend, one game at home. This weekend... You look They've very easy to next. beat. You look very easy to beat. Yeah, Amendo um, says, look, guys, who's United's next away game? It's Arsenal at the Emirates. So that's going to be a tough one. Um, we're, we're, there's a lot more comments on Anthony now. Um, Adrian says, Anthony has got obvious ability, but he's not explosive enough to constantly beat players. Uh, he's, he put a year question mark. Anthony, we asked the United fans, what's he good at? And they said he provides balance. Crazy. Um, Assad is even going at Gar- Garnacho. So Nacho, uh, he's saying he's just he's just a foreign Dan James. Um, and and I heard you meant that he would poor this week against Wolves, um, Garnacho. So my question to you now is: your best player last season, output wise, was Marcus Rashford, mm-hmm. and he's now been playing the first two games of the season in a centre forward role, which he has not really thrived in as much as he has thrived on the left wing. What do you think of this situation? Is Ten Hag doing the wrong thing? Should he be moving him? Like, what's happening so My My question would be like to Ten Hag is that we saw in the preseason um, that Sancho was playing the false nine. Yeah. Um, in the false nine position during preseason, he was actually doing very well. So I don't get why he's changed back. Mm. Like, I don't know what's gone on there. It's very clear we do have a signing in Hoyland. 
but he's not ready. And he won't. He might be ready for the Arsenal game. We don't know yet. Mm. So there is a striker on the way, but again, it's a striker that we don't know about. No one knows about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what we need, and I'm hoping we can get right, is that in these last two weeks in the transfer window, we mm. get another midfielder. That is our priority, midfielder, mm. and then possibly, possibly, if we have time, another striker. Um, we we scraped past walls. At the end of the day, we deserve to lose to Tottenham, even though we had a blatant penalty shout. Um, look, we, uh, we, we, were doing, we were doing the pod live last Monday, so I didn't fully watch the Wolves game, but I've heard United fans say that you, you probably didn't deserve to get three points in that game either. Yeah. yeah. So, in terms of the penalty shout, I don't like this agenda that's going on. So, I feel like when something goes wrong, Yes, the the refs rightfully should be dropped for the game. That's what they did. But I don't like this tit for tat, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, Explain it. Just because a penalty was not given in the last game, that means Man United don't deserve a penalty in this game, just to make everything clear. Because then that means you're not applying the rules correctly, and then it just becomes your own pressure game. That don't handball you, was a blatant. Don't you have more of a, a fan thing than a than a referee thing? I don't think. I I, gen- I generally think. About... I generally yeah, think right. some of these refs are actually taking personal things, like they're taking it into personal hands. Because some yeah, of the decisions that we see, if we if Oscar we saw the referee in last season, like you have to ask sometimes. <laughs> but but then, why that's, why could sixty seventy million people see this, but a one person doesn't? I'm yeah, saying but... in this game, when you knew that was a blatant handball and it's not been given, why? That's, Look, I just I, don't know why. I, and then, do you know what makes it worse? I, sorry, do you, sorry, yeah, sorry do you know what makes it worse? Is that John Moss refused to talk to Bruno after the game about it. Of course. Of course. So of course. it's just like, that, that makes him more suspect because the captain, regardless of who you are, you have entitled to ask why. He refused to talk about it or say why. And it's just like, if you're not going to talk about it, it makes it more suspect of like your decision was wrong and you still want to own it. What I will say uh, in terms of the thing is that incompetence does not always mean bias. I think these referees are incompetent. I think they're clearly not good at jobs. I think we saw that last week at Old Trafford and we saw it this week at the Tottenham Stadium. That was it. I've never seen a more clear handball. A player is making a shot which is going on target. Your hand is in an unnatural position, slightly away from your body, and blocks the shot with your hand. It is a penalty. I don't mm. know how the ref didn't see it first time. I don't know how VAR didn't catch it second time. I don't... And, and you know, this was a time when I'd had tendency to him. And you think they probably shouldn't have won up. As you mentioned, really by missing chances, you know, Rashford had a header that should have probably been put in the net. Um, but... For for that for that situation to happen, it's just it's just a, like a, a catalog of errors that happens every week. So I wouldn't put it down to bias. I think there are certain times where home fans get those kind of decisions because the referees are intimidated by the crowd, um, and perhaps that was what happened on 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 Saturday for the for the, the game. But also an incident where you know United could have could have given away a penalty too, and Breeze looked other way. So it's we're back no, no, here. It's it's so I'm asking, like, make season, things right. The referees are stupid. Yeah, make things right. I'm all I'm asking. If it's wrong, fair enough. Because even last week I said, hmm, there's a case here. I wasn't disputing it. A case? 
Yeah. I said there yeah, was no, no, money. If it was given, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to lose my mind. I said, you know what? Yeah. I can't fault that. But just if, if there's rules, apply the rules, yeah. people. That's all I'm asking. Look, look, <laughs> apply the rules. It, it, Robin, this is not the only game where we're going to talk about refereeing decisions today. So it, mm. it's just the Premier League. These guys need to fix up. And, uh, and and the more we keep saying it, the less I feel like it's ever going to happen. We are going to have these issues every single season. But yeah, overall, <laughs> what I can say, United looked good in the first 30 minutes and then we just turned mm. crap and it's worrying. It is very worrying um, what's going on. Turning about, oh, the first goal. Um, did you, uh, you know, Saar scores from across... Um, mm. Shout out to him. He seemed to love the goal. His celebration was proper passion. Like, he was so happy to score. Um, did you have any like Man United players who you felt were at fault at this point, or were you? Were you? Was it just poor, poor system playing? Uh, it's just poor. It's just poor system. I would say, Joe. We ne- I can't remember the last time, over a long period of time, we were good with set pieces. Or dealing. Um, was it set piece? As I the, first, the first goal was just across. No, the no, first goal play. was a proper goal. So, yeah. So yeah. That's one was from out of play. But, yeah, you were saying how he's got from the corner. I was like, no, nah, I don't remember us being good from a set piece. Oh, no, no. I was talking about the first goal, the Saar one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, but it's 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 interesting. It's interesting. Listen, I, I feel Kasuma like we... turned Casemiro inside out with that nutleg. I was like... <sighs> oh, oh. Look, I, mean, I, I, I want to say that I feel like um, at the beginning of the season, all of us, even though none of us are Spurs fans, we were all quite quietly optimistic for what Ange could bring to that team. You know, it's a new era for Tottenham without Kane. Um, mm. and, and obviously, they've got a new manager in, which removes some of the negativity that they've had over the past couple of years with managers like Mourinho and Conte. There's an era of, let's see what this guy is about. Um, so Ange has come in and he's set them in a, in a way that is very, very attacking. They want to play uh, with the centre-backs out from the back and beat the press and then get around and have Son and Richarlison running at the, at the, at the centre-backs. It looks good. It looks promising. And unearthing players like Basuma, adding in players like Odogi, Pedro Porro coming into the side, Saar, who made an impact on the weekend. It looks very promising for Tottenham. Mm. It looks very, very promising. Um, I think even in their, in their game, their first game of the season, which I believe they drew... They drew 2-2. Um, they were losing 2-1 and then I think it was a penalty at the end. Yeah. They drew. We saw some impressive moments that you're like, okay, even though it's a draw, there are some positives to take here. And let's be real, Brentford is not an easy place to go at any time in the league. So opening day, I'm not surprised they struggled. Ooh. But but um sorry, yeah, man. I see that attack. Okay, I thought that was a potential pen there to Crystal Palace. But yeah. To Palace. Mm, interesting. What minute are you at? So I'm on minute 34. I, if I'm honest, yeah, no, it's I'm, been I'm, all I'm, Palace I'm from what I'm seeing. Okay. No, bro, I, I, in case you hit the post. In case you hit the post. I've seen Palace run down. Every time I look Ooh. up, I'm seeing Palace run down. Okay, no, I'm, I'm behind you because I've just seen the tackle yeah. that you thought was a penalty. I'm behind yeah. you. So <laughs> I'm behind you by a bit. But... Yeah, man, it looks, it looks like a cagey game. It's not going to be easy for Arsenal, it seems. Um, but they have had opportunities. I did see in case you hit the post. Um, they've been getting in some good areas, but... You know, nothing nothing really to write home about so far in this game. 34 minutes on the clock. Um, Adrian says, Spurs signed some decent youngers in Saar and Adogi and just kept 
them out of Conte's clutches. Um, and then you've added Basuma into that. Yeah, like I was saying, Madison there. You, you, you want to see, in order for Spurs to really succeed this season, we need Son and Kulisevsky to be who they are. You know what I mean? Because this whole wishy-washy, I'm here for 10 games of the season, then I'm gone. It's not going mm. to bring Spurs any joy. Let's be real. Spurs need them to be on top form if they're going to win anything this season. Um, oh, another chance for Arsenal and Ketia just lifting the ball over the bar. Um, Endo says, I can't lie. Uh, we need to discuss big team bias when it comes to refereeing decision. Uh, pisses me off. Um, I, it doesn't piss me off because I support a big team. So pff, hold that, innit? Hold that. Uh, <laughs> Endo says, Oscar, is your Sky Sports subscription cut off? You're normally ahead of everyone. Sky is done. There ain't no more Sky, ain't no more BT Sport. Uh, it's done. It's done. It's well, done. ain't no BT Sport anyway. It's TNT, my guy. Oh, yeah, ain't, ain't no TNT. I, I wouldn't know because that channel <laughs> don't exist on you know, my Sky. Uh, my Sky is, is the basic package now. Um, yeah, it was just too expensive. I mean, we can talk about it if you really want to you know, talk well, I about hear it. That. I hear that. This, this, uh, this, uh, uh, do you know what I know the most about it? Pretty much, yeah. When you pay for anything, your your Sky, your Amazon, your wet, your Netflix, sorry, whatever you pay for, you're buying it for a specific reason. I think when it comes to sports, I just want football. I don't want cricket. I don't want rugby. I don't watch Formula <laughs> One. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, mm. I can enjoy a Formula One, but I'm, it's not my thing. So when I'm paying a package, bro, like, look at and and it's seventy five pound for four games a week, big man. It's, it's not, it, the maths was not mathing, Endo. The maths mm. was not mathing. So, yeah, yeah, the, the, the sky is gone. The sky is gone. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm still, I'm still managing to keep up with all the games. Um, I watched as many games this week as I have, sorry, this weekend, as I would have when I had sky. Do you know what I mean? But I'm outside. It's summertime. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, Adrian said, uh, Endo is too observant. Big up Endo, man. Uh, Adrian also said, didn't they do football-only packages or am I Captain? I don't know. Somebody I feel like they yeah. did. I feel like they did, but it was still stupid high, like £45. Something like that. Yeah. Because look, why have I got... Why is this Sky Golf? This is what you're charging me, £75. Sky Golf, a channel I'm not watching. Sky Golf. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. One thing I will miss is uh, on TNT, they used to have, you know, this, this area... You know, they used to show that on, on, on Sunday nights and even some, some Mondays. That was, that was always good. But, yeah, man. Yeah, things are changing. Things are changing. But Adrian said, uh, true man's guys is Richard. Look, things are changing. Things are changing. Um, anything more on, on, the, on, on that game, the Man United-Spurs game? I think Spurs can be happy we'll do, with that. We'll do, we'll do better than last season. We'll do better last season. United. Oh, <laughs> we oh well, yeah. <laughs> you That's what I was say. Yeah, you was on your own your own Brentford thing last season. Uh, yeah, I saw a funny tweet. I, I saw a funny tweet today. Yeah, um, and somebody somebody tweeted like, "Oh, what was the problem with United's performance?" And then somebody quote tweeted it saying, "Well, Cristiano Ronaldo didn't press." So that's <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was hilarious. Um, uh, shout out to David uh, Robin. I know you're, you're a fan of the Bundesliga. I don't know if you've been watching, but Kane scored his oh. first goal on the weekend. Listen, I'm a Harry Kane fan now. He left, he left Spurs, so I'm, I'm all in. I don't I care anymore. <laughs> I think we all are. I think we're all just happy to see Harry Kane bag a goal. You know what I mean? Mm. That was a good goal yeah. as well. Big up Hazard, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and he celebrated it properly. Like, it felt like a big deal. 
It felt like a big deal. And that wasn't... Was like, they were away, right? It's just so funny. Yeah, they were away. They're in Wadabroma, which is North Germany. And you just, you just have to think, what is Harry Kane doing <laughs> in North Germany <laughs> on a Saturday afternoon? <laughs> Arlington, Texas. Like, that, that's what it looks like. Like, what yeah. is a point of that? But, like, um, but yeah, no, it'd be, it'd be good to see him get his home debut and see uh, what that looks like with the whole uh, Allianz team looking good over there. Uh, Ender says, uh, to be fair, United at Old Trafford, they cash money, they pound Forest every week. Um, yeah, we'll get on to fixtures later, but I don't think it's the end of the world for United, but I do think there's a problem there. Adrian said, let's pause there. This man handed out the greatest goal scorer in his generation for Weghorst and Hoyland. Look, Adrian, he's 38. Stop this right there. We had this conversation right now, last season. And I would, asked how Adrian, record? No, because, no, I'm talking about Cristiano because we asked Adrian last season, if he's the best, would you sign him? And he said, not if I am alive. I said, okay, we'll stop there. Yeah, but that's Adrian wouldn't sign him. That's not the same. So would you sign someone and would you release a player that you have on your books? Are two different things. Listen, you know what I'm saying? he needed to go. He's out. He's not been here for a year. We move. I, I hate Fair when enough, people yeah. putting out we, things. <laughs> we don't, need to, we don't need to reopen that conversation. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adrian also says Germany's a disgrace. Um, we do need to move on. Uh, David says his man isn't injured. I think he he left the he left the stadium on crutches, isn't it? I don't know what the report is, but he left the stadium on crutches. Uh, one last thing on United, Robin. Why is Martial not playing? Martial did more in fifteen minutes than all your attackers have done in two games. Uh, very simple. Because if Martial plays more than twenty minutes, he has another ACL. Any questions? <laughs> I think you said it all, my friend. Um, okay, let's move on because on Sunday there was another game that took place. It was it was another game in London, this time in East London. West Ham United invited Chelsea to come and enjoy the London Stadium, and we did not enjoy. We did Ooh, not enjoy. Before we um, enjoy, oh god, let's go, let's go, let's go. Are we live at Selhurst? Let's go, we're live at Selhurst. Don't know if you've seen it yet. I haven't. Martin Odegaard. Takes a lovely shot from out of rage. Just takes a nice big keeper save right there. Seems like oh. Arsenal now that has come through. Oh, what a shot. What a shot. I thought you were going to say it's a goal. I thought it was a goal. No, no, no. Yeah, no, they have a corner. They might score from this. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Let me know. Feel free to interrupt if there's any action there. But goals only. Hmm. Interrupt me for no Odegaard shot. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I thought you had the big low. I, thought you I do. Be I do. The o, the o with the with the X, the line in the O. Yeah, man. He's 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 a really good Arsenal player, man. I like him. I like him. Um, Endo says Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. Look. Yeah. Let's talk about AFC, shall we? Let's talk about that. <laughs> Chelsea. Chelsea played West Ham, and in all honesty, I think we had a really, really good first half. Like, I genuinely don't think the scoreline reflected the game as such. Um, it wasn't a 3-1 battering. It was a game where Chelsea were trying to figure themselves out. Um, early on, uh, that man, we just knew it. We just knew James Ward-Prowse was going to d- demolish us. And he gets <laughs> a corner early on, whips it straight on. Uh, what's it? How do you pronounce that guy's name, bro? Agurd? Agurd? Agurd. I think, I think so. Bro, I don't want to get his name wrong, innit? But... My man, put it on his head, it got saved. The second time, no mistakes. Puts the ball on his head again, goal. Now, I just want to pause right here. I saw on your game, Robin, I saw Mason Mount taking corners for you, man. Personally, 
I thank Jesus that I'm out of that bondage because Mason Mount doesn't know how to beat a first man from a corner. I'm just letting you know that now. So you mm-hmm. don't get hopeful because I was hopeful for three years. Yeah. I've not seen someone for my team whip a corner <laughs> as well as James Ward-Prowse did this game. Every corner was high. Keeper couldn't reach it on the head of his own teammate. Listen, I said, this guy is a dead James, James Ward-Prowse on a set piece. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. There's nothing else he's good at except. Robin, <laughs> cash money. James Ward-Prowse <laughs> is cash money. Like, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that whip. It was insane. And he's wearing a number seven as well. You know, he, he normally plays golf with a seven iron. That's why his celebration... You know what I mean? He's a, he's, he's, he's a good signing for West Ham. I feel like he's going to be there for a long, long time. You know, I, I don't particularly rate him in play. <laughs> like, I don't think he's that special mm. kind of player. And even his passing range, like, for someone who's set piece delivery is so good, you'd think his passing range in-game would match it. But I just, I just don't see it. Like, I just don't think it's that good. But big up him. Um, he put them ahead. In that goal, first of all, there was a mistake from Ben Chilwell. He has the ball. He, he's playing with it. He gives a hospital pass to Levi Colwell. And before you know it, Colwell has to concede a corner. And we're 1-0 down in six minutes. Now, after that six minutes had hit... Ooh. Okay. I was going to go... I was gonna, Robin, I was going to take us somewhere... But a comment mm-hmm. has, has just asked me to stop and pause for a second. Um, Oscar, I have an inquest on Levi Colwell. I think this U is massively overrated. People tried to gaslight me into thinking he was the new JT, but he's not even better than Baliashi. Now, look, look let's, just, let's just pump the brakes for a second there, <laughs> yeah? Let's just hold our horses, yeah? Levi Colwell has played two professional games for Chelsea Football Club. You're talking about the new JT. I know he's got the number 26 on his back, but let him grow into the shirt. Let him feel it out. Let him have a couple... I mean, let him, let him land. Let him land. What I do agree with you on is that I think Levi Colwell is excellent on the ball. He's fantastic going forward. He helps our build-up play so, so well. Incisive passes into the midfield. Um, he cuts players out of the game with his passes. He's really, really good. Defensively, there is work to be done, Yeah. Levi Colwell is not the finished centre-back for me. And I agree with you in the sense that Badi Ashile is, is better than him. I think Badi Ashile might be our best centre-back right now, if we're talking defensively. Mm. Personally, I, I still want to have Colwell in the team for what he offers going forward in terms of passing and how, how he offers different lanes. He, he ended up playing left-back towards the end of the game. Um, I, think, I, think, I think Levi, there's, there's ways to grow. Levi's first game was against Mo Salah and Liverpool last week. You know what I mean? So yeah. this week, he's getting bullied by Antonio. You know what I'm saying? So whilst Antonio is not an elite player, but, you know, the guy's strong. I don't know oh, why. I'm... Oh. Something, something happened. Something happened. Oh. Well, I'll wait for the player to go out of play, but you'll see. Now, carry on. Oh, no, you, you give me the, ooh, is it, was it counter-attack for Palace? Um, it is counter-attack for Palace. He has a shot. Ooh, he went down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Ooh. It was it was an all moment. Eze went down in, in the Arsenal box, but no penalty given. They're playing on. It, it's looking like we're cruising to half time in that. Um, going back to the other game, uh, Adrian said, uh, I always feel like West Ham start hot. Um, back to the Levi conversation. Um, Levi only had one bad game, and man are overreacting to C1. C1 also says, Benoit Badiashile is our best centre back, but Levi has the highest ceiling in his opinion. Um, yeah, I. I 
I, I don't really want to talk about ceiling because I don't really know how good Levi can get. But I think that there's very good signs of how he affects the team right now. This is not one of those young players where you're like, trust him, give him time. In three years, he'll be great. No, I think Levi is benefiting the team right now and he should be playing in that team for Chelsea. Um, mm-hmm. I do think there's work to be done. Like I said, like there's work to be done. He's not flawless. He's not perfect. He's had one Premier League season, which was at Brighton. And now he's in a second Premier League season in a makeshift defence where the midfield is not set. He's got Conor Gallagher and Enzo Fernandez screening the back four. I mean, come on, let's be serious here. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not anything to, to cry home about. Do you know what I mean? Um, Adrian says Levi has all the minerals. Facts. Um, David says JWP to assist. Now, getting back into um, the game. From the moment Chelsea went 1-0 down, I felt like we were the better team from then on. Um, we were constantly creating chances. I felt like Raheem Sterling. Robin? Robin? Mm-hmm. I might surprise you now. Raheem Sterling was our best player in this game, in my opinion. He was fantastic. I think in the first oh, half, he was, <laughs> in the first half he was electric. He was he was he was beating players. Like I haven't seen Raheem Sterling just say, "Yo, I'm gonna take man on and beat him" in a long, long time. Pause. But he did a couple of times. Like he, he he there was one moment where he has the ball outside the box. He runs through two West Ham players and then runs through another two. He literally beats four players and cuts the ball back across the goal and. Jackson misses the ball and Chukwameka misses the ball and Chilwell has a shot blocked. And I'm thinking, how was Sterling doing all this on his ones? Um, yeah, um, Adrian says, I ain't seen this Sterling in four years. So it's not just me. It's not just me that noticed. Sterling, I think Sterling was very good against Liverpool, but I think he was even better against West Ham. He was our best attacker. Sorry, our best player. Um, and then Carney Chukwameka was obviously really, really good as well, picking up the ball in them pockets and allowing players to move in. I thought Enzo was playing well. You know, I know mm-hmm. we're going to get on to Enzo in a second, but I thought Enzo was playing well. Um, mm-hmm. He was making a lot of free balls. And then it came to Carney's goal. Um, Carney took his goal incredibly well. Um, I was really, really happy for him because whilst I don't know, like, you know what I was talking about when it came to Levi, how I was saying, Colwell is offering us something right now. It's not something we're looking forward to in the future. I kind of felt the opposite with Carney. When I watched Carney play against Liverpool, I was like, yeah, this guy's good. But in, in terms of us winning games, I didn't know if Carney Chukwemeka is ready to play in that position for Chelsea and we're going to make a top four challenge. I felt like he's maybe just a couple of years too soon for him. But in this West Ham game, he was proving me wrong. He was creating chances. He was getting on the ball. He got that final shot off, which he fails to do so much. And he buried it home. And he looked like he was growing into the game and it was only going to give him more confidence until, you know... The, the, until it all came crushing down. Until the, until the curse that strikes every good Chelsea player, he gets injured. Wesley Fofana, injured. Reese James, mm. injured. Christopher I, Kruger, I don't injured. want to mention Reese James yet because Con- obviously Con- that's, a, that's a big one. Is there, even, is there even a point? Is there even a point? Is there even a point? There's no point. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say one thing. I'm going to say one, one thing on Reese James, yeah. Reese James to me, on his day, when fit, Best right back in the world. I don't think there's better. But if Reese James cannot give me 30 league games, if he cannot give me 30 league games... As your captain. As, as my captain, captain on 250k <laughs> a week. Big man, we, 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 we might have to hear from Florentino Perez. We might have to. What, we're we saying to uncomfortable combos? We might have to listen to what Florentino has to say. Because... <laughs> You like I, I love Reese. I love Reese. He's arguably my favorite player in the squad. But we need you fit and available. We don't need another player on the injury table. I'm sorry. I, 
Yeah, man. Um, Assad says Cobham and Leipzig attacks has man overrating these players. I, I, I think that's complete nonsense. There's no, I don't think I there's think any overrating. great. I don't think I there's any overrating of Reese James. I can sit here and go for 20 minutes talking about how good Reese James is. So I, I don't really need, I don't really need to do but that because he didn't. Play like I say, with the injuries Marshall, are, if your are best running. ability, <laughs> if availability is your best ability, what's going on? Uh, yeah, no, availability is definitely hindering his, his, his ability, but that's, uh, that's, that's, it's, it's frustrating, it's frustrating. Um, but yeah, getting back to the game, Carney puts us 1-1, and Chelsea look like we're going to go on and score more. We end up winning a penalty through Raheem Sterling again, making great runs, dribbling into the box, and the penalty goes to Enzo Fernandes. Mm. Now, Robin, do you remember Enzo Fernandes taking a penalty in the World Cup for Argentina? Nope. I do. He took a penalty in the group stage game. Sorry, not group stage. In the knockout game. I think they went to penalties with Netherlands, right? Is that, am I right? Yeah. Yes, they did. They went to penalties with Netherlands. Argentina missed one penalty in that shootout. Do you know who missed it? <laughs> Enzo Fernandez. Enzo Fernandez. And Argentina got to the final of that World Cup they went to extra time against France and Enzo Fernandez was still on the pitch as the final whistle went. So when the game goes to penalties and there are five penalty takers selected for Argentina, Enzo Fernandez is not one of them. What does that say to you, Robin? <laughs> it means Lionel Messi is not playing about. <laughs> That's what it tells me. <laughs> so, in a shootout, you missed the penalty. The biggest game in your career. You're never going to have a bigger game than the World Cup final. There's five takers, and you ain't one of the five. So explain to me how Chelsea have their first and only penalty this season, and you're the first man taking it. Does that make sense to anyone here? But who would you give it to? Big man. My thing is this, yeah? Unless... I saw a tweet today that summed it up perfectly. Unless your name is Frank Lampard, your striker should be taking the penalty. I want my number... How you are called... <laughs> How, how you can say, I'm going to play up top for Chelsea Football Club and you don't have the balls to take a penalty. Take penalty. No, you shouldn't be playing up top if you can't score from, from the 12-yard, whatever it's called. The, what's it? What's, what's 12 the penalty yards, spot? 12 yard spot? 12 yards. 12 yards spot, whatever. <laughs> if you can't score a penalty, then you should not be playing up front. Yeah? You should not that. be playing up front. Um, C1 is saying, uh, this is bare reactionary talk. It's not reactionary for me because I was saying the exact same thing when Jorginho was our penalty taker and I was screaming that Lukaku should have been taking penalties. I was, I've always thought this. Where my number is your nine, number nine? My number nine <laughs> is the one that gets judged on goals. If Enzo Fernandez scores zero goals this season, he could win player of the year with zero goals because he's not judged on goals. My number nine is judged on goals. And you see one in particular are the same guy that's been telling me, oh, Nick Jackson has to start every single game. I, 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 hear, I hear there are exceptions. There are exceptions. Depends on who. The, 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 the because I, I, the no, no, because be I will tell you now. Off. I had to tell you now, for example, for us. If Bruno's not taking that pen, I don't trust the rest of y'all. I'm just being naive about but, but but again, yeah. but Bruno ha Bruno has proven to be world class at penalties. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's proven to be a, an elite penalty taker. I'm sorry, I've seen Enzo Fernandez take two penalties and I've seen him miss two. So how he's taking penalties off Nick Jackson? Explain that one to me. Even Sterling's a penalty taker. You know what I mean? How's no one else mm -hmm. in the squad stepping up and saying, "Let me"? Come on, man. Come on. That's there are exceptions. There are exceptions. 
But your number nine should be your your primary source. Um, Adrian said, "Look, bro, Tammy could have got twenty in his debut. Bro, Tammy Abraham got fifteen goals for Chelsea, no penalties. If you gave him three or four of those penalties extra, he's still a Chelsea player right now. That's my opinion. That's my opinion. Talk to me about That's Nick Jackson, though. That oh, because yeah, okay. um, from my point of view, and this is why I'm not in the Chelsea sphere, but I'm seeing yeah. a couple of Chelsea fans." They're not rating this guy, or they're calling him sus already. Um, I, I think I think it's a mixed bag. I think it's 50-50. So how how this situation went? When Chelsea signed Nick Jackson, most of us didn't know who he was. Yeah, as in I'll say I didn't, and I think a lot of Chelsea fans didn't. Some people that were following La Liga knew, but not a lot, right? Me, I'm wearing the La Liga badge today. Me, I don't even follow La Liga, but who cares? Um, <laughs> so See, Oscar's a traitor because he's wearing it because Spain won the World Cup. I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's why I'm wearing it? No, but, but when it comes to Nick Jackson, he came in in preseason and he played really, really well. He he could drop deep. He could do link-up play. He could pass the ball. He could find the wingers. Da, 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 da. And Chelsea fans, they love it. You see people like C1? People that see one in the comments, they love a fluid striker. They love a, a, a striker with link-up play that can pass, that can do the Firmino thing, that can, you know, hold the channels, dribble, you know. And he did all of that really well in preseason. And even in the game against Liverpool, he did all of that really, really well. And even yesterday, I don't think he was bad yesterday. I think he did quite well. My issue is my number nine has to score goals. Robin, it, it's my cry. Like, it's my... it's. Guys, I grew up in the 90s. I grew up watching Cole and York and Sheringham and Solskjaer and flipping Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank and Alan Shearer. These men, it was their job Number to nine. bag goals. <laughs> it was their job to bag goals. And people are telling me, people are telling me football's changed. They're telling me it's a new era. They're telling me I need to look a different way. But man, Pep Guardiola, the best manager in the world, said, get me that boy from Norway that can score 20 <laughs> goals. He came and scored 36. And they want to treble. Don't tell me the game has changed. No. Nope. Because the man that sets the standard. Football, the football is a simple game. Football is a simple game. Don't tell people me. make it complicated. People make it complicated for no reason. Don't, don't tell me the game has changed. Yeah. Don't tell me the game has changed. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's my thoughts on, on Jackson. Jackson's a wonderful player. He will help Chelsea play well this season. He will be fantastic. But at the end of the day, he had chances to score against Liverpool and he didn't take them and we drew. He had chances to score against West Ham and he didn't take them and we lost. And that's where, my, that's where it stops with me, C1. All you Chelsea fans that love Nick Jackson, I like him too. But I need me a bagsman. I need me somebody that grabs the penalty from Enzo Fernandez and said, nah, I'm taking this one because I need my goal. You've you got to be selfish so, as a striker. You have to be. My question is, even though he's pretty much exiled from every single club known to man, big wrong. He's still there. He's still on your books. No, this, uh, Would uh, you still use him? Robin, I've always wanted Lukaku to play for Chelsea. I didn't, after we signed him. Before we signed him, I didn't want this guy. But once he came to the club, and like I said, a number nine about his goals said, give me Lukaku. Because the chances we created uh, yesterday, Lukaku would have had one. Lukaku would have put one away. He would have missed a few. I'm not sitting here saying he's a perfect striker. We know Lukaku, you know, he can look like a donkey at times. He would have missed a few, but he would have bagged one of them. Lukaku can score goals in a team that creates chances. I've been screaming it for the past two years. Man, don't want to hear me. So it is what it is. If at the end of this window, Pochettino realises 
that maybe we have to play Lukaku. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's talk about the the howlers. Yeah. This game. Let's, <laughs> we were kind of on the first howler. The first yeah. howler is been Enzo missing the penalty. Um, then uh, we get into the second half. Obviously, the injury to, to Carney. Um, I, I, before before we get onto the proper howlers, um, there's there's been a few comments that the people are asking me to address, Robin. Um, and I want to I want to get your opinion first. Ask what your opinion is first. After give my because they're asking me to talk about. Ukraine bolt. So I I didn't want to mention that until after the holders. Okay. But big man, how much did he cost? Ninety-eight million pounds. Ninety-eight great British pound sterling of the king's money. Yeah. yeah. Since January, I, I give, I've given him grace because first six okay. months. You come to a new league. You've literally come from a war-torn country. War Life torn. is all a, ma- a madness. I hear that. All right? So the first six months, last season, I've written it off. We have a game for Ukraine, so we still care mm. about you. Mm. Now, the first two games that I've seen, I said, bro, Shakhtar may have pulled off the heist of the century. Mm. Because this, this guy, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. I was like, mm, I don't know. Um, I, I, I think speak, speaking on yesterday's game, um, the left-hand side where Mudrik occupied towards the latter parts of the game were where our attacks went to die. We had the ball. We passed it left. Mudrik... He's not comfortable on the ball. Like he's not. Mm. He's not good on the ball. We were we were getting more joy from the right side with Nuni Madueki, who you know again another young kind of rookie in this league. But then Mudrik, who's not that much older, but you're not seeing any fundamentals in Mudrik that makes you think this is going to be a good player. For some reason, I don't know. Maybe it's Chelsea tinted glasses. For some reason, I do have some faith in him. For some reason, I do think it is going to click at some point. But I think the way it will click is with Pochettino figuring out how to best use him. And it has to be on the last shoulder of a defender. It has to be with Colwell or Enzo playing those balls over the top and him running onto the ball. Because if you're giving him the ball to feet in front of a static defence, Mudrik is not the creator to break that down. And when West Ham had 10 men, Mudrik looked like the worst player on the pitch. And there was one moment where, I can't remember who it was, somebody makes a breakdown on the right-hand side crosses the ball in, it falls to Mudrik's feet on the 84th minute and you're thinking, volley this home, he skies it over the bar. And I'm just like, if you cannot capitalise in the box with your, with your chances, because I don't trust you ten, in, near the centre circle, I don't trust you to, to, to dribble with the ball and, and beat players like that. You, you can beat him with pace, but he's not technical enough to be dribbling. So I need to trust you in the final fight. He has to improve his finishing. He has to. It's the only way he's going to thrive at Chelsea is if he finishes. And quite frankly, time is ticking on Mikhailo Mudrik. I want to see him start. I thought he was going to start against West Ham. We've got Luton next. That's a great game to start. Um, so I want to see him start and play a lot more before I judge him wholly because he hasn't had that many starts at Chelsea. It's so been are you bringing the watch out on him? Uh, not yet. Not yet. But if people did, I understand why they did. I think if you played for another club, the watch would be there for me. 
but mm. it, you know, I, I've got I've got a bit of time. I've got a bit of time. Um, Adrian says the thing is, Mudrick will do one thing that makes you say, "Oh, yeah." Uh, Mirad says the transfer was super supervised and commissioned by Vladimir Zelensky himself. Good. Uh, <laughs> Assad says I couldn't stand Cho. But I think Cho would be more useful for us. Oh, uh, of course. Like, of course. Where is that brother? Cho, Cho, is, Cho is part of the exile list. So when uh, when Mauricio Pochettino came to uh, Chelsea, he had a bunch, a bunch of players that he didn't want to touch with a barge pole, and he left them to train by themselves. That included your Pierre-Emerick Aubameyangs. That included uh, Hakim Ziyech, who's now gone to uh, Galatasaray. That also included Romelu Lukaku. And unfortunately, it also included Callum Hudson-Odoi. So we're hearing reports that Chelsea want to look for a number 10 who can also play on the wing. Um, we've got one on our books. His name's Callum Hudson-Odoi. But he's probably going to be... We year. need to rewind back. Go on. How is that transfer legal? Which comes the Oh, I don't know. I, I, how how I, can you tell me the transfer care. is free on a loan, but if you want him, you can have him for free anyway? What does that mean? What does that mean? We, we've given them a player. That's what they're free. <laughs> I was free. Like, that makes no sense. I said that can't be legal. It makes there has sense. To be, it has to be a transfer it somewhere. No it makes no sense. Uh, just a couple more comments on Mudrick before we can move on from Chelsea, really. C1 says, Mudrick, brain and feet don't think the same, but playing him between the lines, uh, yes, disgrace, but you know, horrid. Uh, Mirad says, it's quite clear that Zelensky said to his countrymen, so some of you will stay and fight, and some of you will earn money to fund the fight. What they didn't know is that they'll be doing that at Chelsea Football Club. This guy, this guy is a funny guy. Um, oh, bro, they're, they're, Robin, they're asking me to put the watch. Asking me, is this a no watch? Me personally, I, 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 I'd uh, be shopping. I'd be shopping. Mudrick needs to watch Matoma tape. Uh, Mudrick has uh, raw minerals; it can be cooked. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> let's call the deal what it is a heist you can whoa I actually think there's a good player in there I actually think um, C1 says look touchline winger playing in with Chilwell ain't gonna help but I mean yeah yeah let's talk about Chilwell jeez um, they're, yeah they're asking for the Rolex on, on Madrid I'm not there yet guys I wanna see him start guys he's not started a game this season he wasn't even starting towards the back end of last season let him start a couple games before I throw the watch out there he's coming on when we're when we're you know losing to Palace it's not his fault it's not his fault. Mm-hmm. Palace. Mm-hmm. Um, Anyways, West Ham. back to um, we're, going, we're going off. We, we talk about Mr. 115. Because for a debut. Oh, we want this Caicedo. Oh, we want this Caicedo. <laughs> um, yeah, man. When Chelsea for was struggling, Maurizio Pochettino on Moises Caicedo. And I think it was poor from Poch because at the end of the day, Chelsea were, like I said, we were the better team. Like I said, we were struggling. for. At this point, it was 1-1. We're struggling to get into the game and get a goal. And he brings on Caicedo, whose attributes are not going to serve you in that area. We were lacking creativity. We were lacking penetration into the final third. And I don't think Caicedo coming on was going to make that better. So he came on and it was at the sacrifice of our system. So we then changed from a back three to a back four. And it seemed that we fared worse. We were much better in the first half in, in a back three. So 
Casado coming on, he was so off the mark, Robin. He was so off the pace. Every touch was, Horrid. you know, taking Horrid. a while. Every every uh, press was a little bit slow. You know, he hasn't played football for a long time. Brighton didn't take him on their preseason tour. He didn't play in preseason for them. So he's rusty as anything and probably shouldn't have come on. I think, you know, we've got Luton at home next. That's probably the game where you, you unveil the new, the new signings and let them play. I mean, I'm, I'm, this is the hindsight talk from me because I wanted him to start. When I saw the team sheet and he wasn't starting, I was like, well, why, why are we playing Conor Gallagher in midfield? I didn't like that. But, you know, when he came I on, I think, I think we could see. I agree with you. If you're paying that amount of money, <laughs> you're on the names first on the page. You have that, to start. That's what I thought. But you know, when mm. you when you watched him play, he was uh he was very rusty. He was very, very slow. Asad says Casado played like he was jet lagged. Even before conceding the penalty, I knew rivals were gonna feed. Yeah, like like the penalty is is the is the highlight, it's the standout. But if you watch the game, you could have made a compilation of just poor moments from Casado. It wasn't good. It was not good outside the penalty. Bro, he gave an assist. <laughs> What's happening there? There you go. They you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Um, Adrian said, I can't remember. I can't come to think of it. I can't remember the last time I saw a football kit and not sitting in a car boot. <laughs> I just deeped it. I just deeped it. <laughs> and, and that picture, the picture of him in the boot is all we've seen of him in the last three months. Um, but yeah, you know, Casado is going to get cooked. Oh, and- oh, no. Oh, no. That's a penalty. Penalty to the Arsenal. Penalty to What's the Arsenal. Happened? Talk us for it. Talk us for it. Uh, they they did a free kick and all that stuff. So they just passed it through. Nketiah's going for it. The keeper died for it. Absolutely missed it. Took Nketiah out. Um, penalty. Who is that goalkeeper? Uh, the Crystal Palace goalkeeper. Uh, number one. I should know who that one is. Man said the Palace goalkeeper know. number one. Yeah, thanks for that, Robin. Who is the goalkeeper? I don't know who he is. I actually do not know who it is. I don't follow Crystal Palace like that. <laughs> yeah, so that, yeah, the comments are letting us know. Penalty for Arsenal. Um, Asad said, Oscar, are you happy? Your second team got a pen. Look, my second team that played on Saturday and they failed to beat Manchester City. That's who my second team is. Don't give me this Arsenal nonsense. Um, yeah, Sam Johnston. He's the one that's giving away a pen. Uh, yeah. Oh, we've gone to VAR. What are we going to be off for? Oh, there was a, there's another foul in the build-up, it seems. No, 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 no. They're checking natural pen. Yeah, well, what are they checking? What are they checking? What are they checking? Is it plain uh, pen? They're checking if the the contact is big enough for a foul, basically, it looks like. It looks like I, I have it on mute. I, I have it on mute, so stand by. Murad said they're going to take the penalty away, I think. And then he said, nope, never Wait, mind. Stand. Stand by. I don't really no because they were checking the attacking foul, weren't they? Because yeah, there was Partey that. Uh, took something. It Whoa. looks like they've gone to take the pen. It looks like they taking the pen. So who's taking it? Who's taking it? Is it Bakayo Saka? We don't know yet, but Bakayo Saka does have the ball in his hand. He's thrown it. He's thrown it. Oh, he's thrown it to number ten. Huh? Hmm. What? Yeah. The big old. Last week, who took the penalty? I told you, all the guys taking the penalty. You said number ten. Number ten is Emil Smith. No, I said the playing, the playing, the person is playing in the number ten role. Okay, okay. Uh, And it's one nil. It's a goal. Mirage and Assad have given us the information. 
Odegaard has put Arsenal 1-0 in front. Uh, Assad says fantasy points. That's fantasy points for me too. So I'm happy with that. I need um, a Saka to take it because he's my penalty taker, but hey, hell. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. Didn't Saka nailed. take a penalty last week? Or did I know no, that? No, scored last week. Yeah, he scored last he scored, week. He scored, he didn't all. take a penalty. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I made that up. But anyway, Arsenal ahead. Uh, they're saying Saka missed his last penalty. It was the West Ham one, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. But Odegaard took it. Um, crucial miss is what they're saying. Arsenal 1-0 in front. Um, big goal for them. Um, but yeah, let's just finish up on Chelsea and then we can move on somewhere else. Uh, yes, Caicedo, absolute stinker. Um, I wanted to... There was a couple of comments on on Caicedo. I thought your agenda says 150... For a Kai Bai was thinking, was thanking the Lord for securing the generational Welsh both game. Um, I thought that was harsh, man. The guy, the guy prayed after the game. Yeah, everyone was cooking. Yeah, man. The, the man said he's asking Let the man to pray. Give us the pitch. <laughs> Let my man pray. Asad um, is telling me I'm fighting relegation in the. Hey, do you know what was the funniest it? prayer of all time? Okay, I'll never forget it. David Louise after. <laughs> in the semi-final of the World Cup, he went down to his knees and started praying. I said, "Boy, that yeah, is not the place lie. you want to start praying." After after a seven 0 you need to you need to go into tongues straight away. You can't even start with words. <laughs> you need to just start with tongues. You need to be in yeah. tongues straight away because goodness As- me, there was a a funny one for me was um, drum when Torres came to Chelsea and he just couldn't score at all. He just had a goal drought. There was a moment at Stamford Bridge where before the game, David Luiz was laying hands on Torres. Lays the hands on him, yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> laying hands on my striker on the pitch? Goodness mm-hmm. me. Goodness me. We've seen some things, yeah. Um, yeah, Nave says, uh, man, pro- man praying, I can never mock it. Exactly. Like, let him pray. You cook his performance all you want, but, you know, big up. Big up. Um, yeah, Nave says, big up my brother in Christ. I don't know Caicedo's religion. I don't know what that was. Yeah, but I was going to say, I don't know. I don't I, know. I, I just think so. It's Ecuadorian, isn't it? Ecuador, them and, uh, I feel like the South Americans are very Yeah, Christian. South America, yeah, mainly. South really Americans are very Christian. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, Murad says, uh, Ayu is licking and living. He does not look interested in playing. But Jordan Ayu is the worst footballer in the Premier League. <laughs> How he's been in the Premier League for as long as he has, I will never understand it. He is shocking. Um, but in that vein, I think we can move away from that game. Let's go to where should we go next? Oh, Liverpool! The, yeah, the, the, the side of my side hosted. Who did they play? Fulham. Bournemouth. What? Oh, guys, I'm I'm a horrible host today, isn't it? I'm a horrible <laughs> host. They played Bournemouth uh, at home, and it was an interesting game. Straight away, they were behind. Robin, in mm-hmm. three minutes. So many yeah. putting, I, I uh, need to understand what Copper's doing here because he's played Trent. Let's talk about it. Alexander Arnold in the middle. Okay. And I'm like, why? Like, I get it. He's a good playmaker and all that stuff. But if you're going to move him forward, you need to move him on the right-hand side. Like, play him right wing. Or play him like okay. RCB. Because that what he did when he gave that ball away to make Bournemouth score... Oh my gosh! Like what nasty. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. He, they, they, Liverpool had a mess up two minutes before. Like they, they gave the ball mm-hmm. away first, and then yeah, they gave, the yeah, they gave the ball away I again. Think it was Anderson that gave the ball, and it's just like, what's going on here? Like lack of communication. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's, then, there's renovation. There's renovation work going on at Anfield, but there needs to be renovation work going on in that build-up because mm. it, it was not smooth. 
It was not. It was a bit. It was a bit stinky. But Bournemouth, as one of my teams, I think they're one of my teams to go down. Like they're not that great. And eventually, when yeah. I kept saying it in the group chat, he comes through again. Luis Diaz scores once more, and I said, "Hmm." Do you know what? There's a I, reason I, I, why I, I, I'm not putting Salah in yet. But Salah got his pen, and I was fine. Yeah, respect yeah. Salah, man. Respect Salah. Look, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a fan, I'm a fan of Luis Diaz. When he first came to the league, I was like, yeah, this is a player. And, you know, when he had that big injury, your your, your worry is always, are these players going to come back from their injury looking the same? Um, mm. And, you know, he had a couple of games last season where he was just getting back into his stride. This season, he started hot. A goal at Stamford Bridge. A goal this week. Two in, two in a row. So... You know, big up here, man. He was one of the reasons why I thought Liverpool were going to do so well this season. You know, I just felt like they've got a wealth of attackers and, you know, they're going to hit. But the main attacker is Mo Salah. Now, before we talk about Mo Salah's goal, we have to talk about the referee decisions. Because Soboslai, who we're going to talk about later, yeah, because he had a great game. But one thing I saw that I didn't think was so great was his little, his little flop, his little movement in the air to win the penalty. Listen. What are we saying, Robin? Dive. Listen. Uh, is it a pen? Should it have been taken away? What are you thinking? He, if because... this was London 2012, you get a medal. What are you saying? Tom Daly? Get... <laughs> Tom Daly. That dive was spectacular. Man. I don't know what he was trying to do there. I okay. honestly don't know what he was trying to do. Mm. Okay. Tom Daly and that. Yeah, man. I, look, I think it was a foul, but I think... If there was a way for them to get a penalty and for him to get a yellow card at the same time, because it's a, a, a disgraceful dive, disgraceful mm. dive. Um, but big up him, man. It seems like Tottenham have a player. You know, I'm seeing some, Tottenham. Sorry, Liverpool have a player. <laughs> some of you lot in the comments. Um, see one saying Luis Diaz is a baller. Um, uh, what's his name? Adrian is saying good thing about Diaz. He's a baller. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, great. Um, Assad says he looks like a druggie. I mean, that's not fair. That's mm. not fair. We're talking football here, mate. We're talking football. Um, uh, Nathan said it's not a pen. He conned the ref. He conned the ref. Um, Nathan's but... also saying, D -D David, you at the Arsenal game? <laughs> David, David. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, I don't think anyone is at the Arsenal game and, and listening to top four podcasts. I, I would respect <laughs> you if you were. But I don't think anyone is there doing that. Um, but your agenda says fantastic dive. Um, Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy would be proud. Uh, yeah, so big up. Them. But that was not the only howler. Ooh, uh, one of howler. Liverpool's new signings, mm. unfortunately, got shown mm. the red. Oh, McAllister, what now, are we going to do here? Like, like, here, yeah, here, here, we, here we are. Here we are in a yeah. conundrum. Because mm. the, the side of me that wants to sit as a, as, a, as a hound of justice, like the shield, yeah, and really be a beacon of light for the game and the sport, should say... Hmm, you know, that's a bad tackle, maybe a foul, maybe at a push a yellow card, but I don't really agree with it being a red. However, the rival fan in me, the Chelsea fan in me, he <laughs> was absolutely delighted because the referee just took the law and said, this is the law. He said, start showing, red, done. And... It's a bit of a disgrace. How, like, it's a bit of a disgrace. And my biggest issue with VAR is in situations like this, in situations like the penalty, in situations like the Manchester United handball situation, when a referee makes a decision, VAR is way too timid to in interrupt what the referee is doing. They always want the referee to make the decision. And I'm like, isn't the whole point so that you can stop the mistakes of the referees? That should We're be the point of VAR. Oh, like, I'm sorry. Camera. 
I'm sorry, like, as much as I'm a rival fan and I didn't want to see Liverpool win that game, if man are getting sent off for that, like, the game's gone. Contact sport, man. That's I hear that. Man. I hear that. I, I, was, I was strong orange. I was like, this is, ooh. Yeah, but you're saying strong orange. That's what, that's what, that's what, when it went to a red, I wasn't mad. I was like, okay, fair enough. Because he did apply the law here. However, the way it was tackled and the way it went through, it's just like, yeah, you could allow it. Ooh. Okay. But yeah. Question. Can I, uh, just, just touching on the Arsenal game, because I'm watching it with one eye. Have you seen Havertz in this game at all? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> That's a very good around. question. Like I've seen it. And Ketia on the ball. I've seen Martinelli making great runs. Saka, Odegaard. I'm not seeing this guy at all. But uh, I don't want to take us away from the from the focus. The focus at hand is Liverpool. Wait, no, Liverpool, they got they got the three one, they're off the board. They they've got their first win. And it's just a thing of now mm. they really they really need a midfielder because I don't know who's starting there at this point. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, Because they, they, they signed that guy from the Bundesliga. I mean, that, uh, he's got a name. That guy. Um, we, 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 did, we did see the attendance What's his name, Oscar? Oscar. Endo. Oscar? What's his name? Wataru Endo. Oh, okay. Okay. He came on. He came on and he looked okay. He looked like he was eager to impress. I don't know anything about this guy. Oh, the man that must say my frame rate is dropping. That's crazy. Uh, I apologize. Man. I apologize. I mean, there's literally nothing I can do. I'm, I'm working overtime here. <laughs> there's nothing I can do. Um, but but what I will say is I, I think he, he looks he looks all right. He looks good, but how much how well can you look with 10 men on your, your debut? Klopp said something that made me go, are you actually okay? Ah, yes. He said he was going to say the last time he signed someone over 30 was James Mellon and he did good. So we will, hopefully, this guy does the same. I said, is that what you're shouting for, Klopp? Is that mm. what you need? Yeah. And um, some things that he says, and I'm just like, you're a great coach. You shouldn't say stuff like this, man. You really shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think it's interesting. Klopp's comments this whole week have been really interesting in the way he's handled that um, way he's handled that situation. You know, he's come out in press conferences and said, "Hey, uh, you know, let me land." Basically, find me or not, like just look. Let me cook, basically. Let me cook. Like mm-hmm. I know we were talking about Lavia, we were talking about Kaiseido, but I got this you from Japan. Let me cook. The one thing, I, one thing I like you, is uh, yeah, the you. <laughs> you said you. <laughs> he's not. He's not you. But one one thing. One thing I did. Uh, I did notice is that he's the he's the captain of Japan. So he's uh he's respected. I never you know never mm. watched him play before. But he's uh, he's yeah. Well, it's to be seen. The new number three for Liverpool has arrived, and we're going to see what he's about in the next coming weeks. Adrian says, "When I question Klopp, I should allow it." No, I think you should question Klopp's signings. I think the issue I had with you is I that think he's referring to that. If he doesn't get an adequate side, then he's saying that Klopp, he's Klopp out. No, because I, I don't think it's Klopp's fault that you guys didn't get Lavia. I don't think that's Klopp's fault. I think, like, I think Klopp identifies needs and the club say, you know, what position do you think you want? And he says, I want a midfielder that can play that holding role. And he then stresses to, to them the importance of getting that midfielder in. The club's negotiators and the people above Jurgen Klopp, they're in to Brighton and they 
we've got 105 mil ready for Casado. They're the ones that have to negotiate <laughs> with the player and make sure the player's on board. They're the ones that have to go and do that. If Klopp says, I want Lavia, great. Klopp's work is done. They have to go and get Lavia for him. It's not those players in those meetings. Like when, when you know, when Chelsea signed Lavia, it's not Mauricio Pochettino in the room making sure that the contract is all, all tied up and all that. That's not... The, the days of, of Ferguson making those phone calls is done. Like, you might have a chat with a player to explain the vision. Cool. Because the players need to hear from the manager. But he's not on the negotiating table. So that's why I'm like, Liverpool's transfer situation, it is what it is. And it's not Jurgen Klopp's fault. And I think Jurgen Klopp has just been a... Ooh. Oh! Ooh! Ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting some news, Robin. I don't know if you're there yet, but I'm getting some news. See, one is saying I've just red. seen... I've just seen, I've just seen a Mazzolini. I'll wait for you to catch up. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll okay. Talk maybe let's not ruin it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm right there. I should be, I should be right there with you. Let's see what's happened here. Arsenal are on the attack. So, oh, there's uh -huh. a bad foul there. Okay, uh, I'm not seeing where this comes in. I'm not wait seeing. Oh, great shot from Havertz. Gone wide. Am I, am I really far behind? Goodness me. You'll see it afterwards, after the shot. After the shot, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. what's going on here? They're saying red for Arsenal. Hmm. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of what player I want it You'll to be. You'll see who the player is. I want it to be Kai so bad. I want it to be Kai. <laughs> who is oh, this red? Tetos fuming. <laughs> who is in this red? You'll see. Oh, who's pulled that player back there? Tommy Asu. Hmm. Oh! <laughs> there you go. It's Tommy Asu. What, Red second yellow? Second yellow. Second yellow Tommy I didn't even know he was on a yellow. Yeah, neither did I. That's why when but, I saw it, I was like, oh, oh, okay. Um, I... <laughs> Morales saying that shouldn't be a red. Uh, I, I don't know. It looks. It looks. Oh no 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 no! The referees had a stinker. <laughs> oh no! The referees had a stinker. That's not no. That's not a second yellow. Oh my goodness! This is a horrible decision. Oh, and you know what? And do you know what the Premier League rules are? That you can't review a uh, a second yellow. What's the point of that then? Why? Why are there things that we can't? You can review? only review penalties, red cards, direct red cards. But a second yellow is a red. <laughs> Stupid. So if it's um, a yellow card, yeah, no, that, that's yeah. that's really unfortunate. It looks like a coming together. He's not even made a challenge. He's not even made a challenge to take him out. Yeah, you can't VAR it because it's a yellow card. I thought because on first glance, I thought it was one of those things where where he's pulled him back, like intentionally mm. pulled him back just to stop a counter, which is obviously a yellow card. He didn't do that. Bro, oh, Palace, Palace, do me a solid. Do me a solid, Crystal Palace. I, I need go we, got, we got 20 minutes to go for the game. 20 so minutes, we'll keep, we'll keep it. Last one's 10 men, nine <laughs> men if you include Kai Havertz, he's a passenger. Um, Asians <laughs> laughing. Uh, Assad says, bro, that last minute Palace equalizer is going to hit like crack. Mirad says, Oscar, the world has gone mad. What has he done wrong? Hey, you know what? Beginning of the game, people were calling for Gabriel. Guess what? He's getting stripped off and he's getting ready to come on the pitch. Who is going to make way for him? Um, Arsenal now, 10 men. Mirad uh, says, it's the perception of those type of challenges on the counter. The ref just had PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um, 
Any more on Liverpool? I think a convincing victory, uh, good for them. You know, they went down to 10 men and they, they weathered the storm. Um, Jota got, got, got the third goal and, you know, they ended up winning quite comfortably. They move on. Um, they live to fight another I day. Need the Liverpool's, I need the Liverpools to ask me about their number nine. All right, what are they thinking so far? Um, Asad is asking what minute we're on. I'm on minute 68, but you've got to bear in mind, do you I am coming up to a minute... Uh, I'm on 69 and i got 40 seconds, so I'm coming up to minute 70. Yeah, yeah so he's literally 40 seconds ahead of me because I just hit mm. that that now. Um, so, but the, what am I saying? The um, the YouTube is also at a lag. So we're behind the lag, but the YouTube also added like another 30 seconds to that. So... It's not, yeah. It's basically, it's 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 a bit behind. Um, Adrian says Jota is so janky. Yeah, I mean janky, but janky gets the job done. I wish I had somebody janky that scores in my team because, goodness me, you can say that's uh, where else <laughs> gets the goals No, I just asked about Mister Darwin Nunes. The guy, the guy's not even a star. What are we asking about? No, yeah, but why? That's what I need that's to. That's what I'm asking Liverpool. Like, like, what's what's going on with him? Because he's not been there. Uh, this this guy, your man, your man, uh, your man, Adrian. Five, so, so, are we saying Darwin Nunes is fifth? Is what I'm trying to hear. So, I mean, Darwin Nunes needs to be banging on that door because mm. he's been talking to Klopp and saying, "Hang about, you're playing Jota up top in front of me." Uh, Jota the Schlotter, Jota the Schlotter, my shooter. I love him. Says Endo. Uh, Mirad says, "I'll be interested to see how we can dominate the game with a man less." Uh, I want to see how close we are to City when it comes to that. Oh, my gosh. Arsenal love... They love it, don't they, the Arsenal fans? Uh, free agenda says... Talk about City, City anyway. Uh, sorry, before we get on, just to say the situation. Free agenda says, Klopp got the Firmino regen playing in midfield. Um, I assume he's talking about Cody. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting one. Interesting one. Um, Adrian says, Darwin will get his chance and he will take it. Let's move on. To the Saturday night football, um, it was Manchester City hosting Newcastle United. I can only talk on this a limited amount because I didn't see it. I watched Match of the Day, so I saw the outcomes. Um, Robin, what were your thoughts on this game? City 1-0 victory over Newcastle. Ah, the thing is, where was I on Saturday at this time? I was out, so I also did Match of the Day too. Um, yeah, it's just like Newcastle... It felt like it revert back to normal. It's just City were a bit too much. They just weren't scoring the goals for them. Uh, mm. Thingy got the goal. Uh, Phil Folden, I believe. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm trying to remember. And yeah. It looked like a very cagey, cagey game there. Ooh. Yeah. Is that Ken? Um, I don't know if you're on what I'm on, but they're saying, you know, Esde was dancing through the midfield, uh, going yeah. to the box and, and went over. I thought it was... Are you behind now? No, I'm on minute 72. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I, I've seen this already. I've seen this already. Well, yeah, you know, Esde is looking for a penalty, but I don't think it was given. Um, very, very close. He was dancing in, in between Rice and Partey. I think Partey does make the ball there. I don't think that's a penalty. Uh, but we move. Uh, Fully agenda says Foden very promising. Bruno G not so much. Now you know when it comes to Foden, we spoke about Foden first week of the season. We were talking an awful lot about him needing to rise and step it up. And I think now with the uh, with the with Kevin De Bruyne out until January, there is more of an 
an onus on him to be the creative spark in that team. You know, Bernardo Silva, obviously very creative, but the main creative driving force in midfield was Kevin De Bruyne. And now Foden can can do that. And he has to, sub- to, to become the supplier for, for Erling Haaland. Um, the connection between Haaland and De Bruyne was crazy. That's gone now to at least January. So we will see. Uh, Adrian says Foden had two, has two slots he can occupy. For me, he has to cook. Look, first game of the season, Foden and De Bruyne both started together. So mm-hmm. this whole he has to replace De Bruyne thing, it was always nonsense for me because since the beginning of time, when Foden has ever stepped foot in that City squad, he's been with De Bruyne. So it's not like a new challenge for him. He has to perform. And I think we've seen Foden perform in a City shirt before, sometimes on the wing. Um, but we've seen him perform. And I want to see these performances more often. The performance he put in on Saturday, we know we can do that. We know. It's not a surprise to anyone. So show us. Um, big up Alvarez on the goal. What were your thoughts on Newcastle? I was a little bit disappointed in them. I thought yeah, they, I was just like, give last more. week they showed that they are here or they've arrived with the 5-1 drumming. And then this week, they they just look very flat. So it's just Mm. like, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see what they can do. Yeah, it was was a bit flat. It was a bit flat. Have you had a chance to watch the Newcastle All or Nothing yet? Ah, sure haven't. Is no one's watching it this week? No one's. Is it because we don't care about Newcastle? I feel like more people watch the Tottenham one than this. I don't see anyone talking about this. Uh, But the Tottenham one, you knew was going to be A1 because of what happened in that season. (laughs) It was... (laughs) Was Mourinho? Um, Endo says uh, Cover looks really good, but how can Robbie Savage say he's never seen Cover with the ball with the ball like that? It's Look, I think um, I think we're at that point where we all pick and choose the media that we want to consume on the football weekend. And quite frankly, a lot of these pundits don't watch football; they don't know what they're talking about. And some of that moments Savage, now nowadays are just moments. Yeah, they're just, but they're just there for those little quips where they can make you say something, they make you think something, and then that clip can hopefully go viral. You know what I mean? And mm. it's just like the other day, Sky Sports released a video today, which was an analysis of the Chelsea game, and it was it was Stephen Warnock breaking down Chelsea's. I, was like, I, just, I don't, I don't really care what Stephen Warnock has to say. <laughs> and that's not that's not like to be disrespectful. Obviously, he's a former Premier League footballer, so he probably has more opinion than me as in more of a valid opinion than me to talk about football. But at least I'm going to make it entertaining. He's going to be boring. And he's not going to give me the, the good punditry that I need. Uh, C1 says, Oscar, here we go. What's that? Here we go, who? That's from Rich, you tweeted something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Adrian's saying Antonio is a bully. I don't, I don't know what we're talking about here. I don't know. I'm very confused. Adrian, Adrian's saying that Stephen Warnock's a Champions League winner. That's fine. He could be a Champions League winner. But I'm not. <laughs> 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 Maybe. Hey, Oriol Romeu is a Champions League winner. This, uh, in fact, Oriol Romeu is better than Stephen Warnock. How about that? Um, Isn't Bruce okay. a Champions League winner? He said yes, fab tweet. What, what's the here we go? Gosh, now I've got to find the bloody Fabrizio. Well, let's, let's go on to Twitter then. Now uh, I'll find it. Fabrizio. You know, Fabrizio is my top search. I didn't even type in anything. And it's here we go. Oh, oh, okay. Chelsea seem to be signing a new goalkeeper. Here we go. Dior, Georgie, Georgie Petrovic to Chelsea. Here we go. Verbal agreement, verbal agreement with New England Revolution. Goodness me. Medical test booked on Wednesday for the Serbian goalkeeper who's going to compete with Robert Sanchez. All right, man. 
Alright. He better be good. He better be good. Robin, you have any thoughts on this? I mean, I don't even have any thoughts on this, so I don't know why you would. Nope. <laughs> uh, absolutely none of that. Well, Chelsea have a new goalkeeper. Let's move on, shall we? Um, mm-hmm. The other games, I don't think there's anything really of note to talk about. So I'll just read out all the fixtures. Nottingham Forest 2, Sheffield United 1. Not much to see here. Friday Night Football, not on TV. Uh, speak to me. Talk to me. Somebody explain to me what's going on there. Somebody, why Friday and, if it's and, not going to be on pe- TV? People have the nerve to ask me why I'm not paying for Sky anymore. Here's why. Here's why. I mean, not to say that I was even going to watch Nottingham Forest versus Sheffield United, but it'd be nice to have the option. Do you know what I mean? So there was no. Oh, I've got a lot. I've got. I've got an issue, but we'll bring that on the not that guy. So carry on. (laughs) Um. Okay. Uh, we're moving on to three o'clock on the Saturday. Fulham nil. Brentford three. Goodness me. No Tony. No problem. Uh, Brian and Bernard. No Tony. Wow. No Mitrovic because he's off to the Saudi Pro League. So. Mm. Hey ho! Uh, and and oh, you're asking you're asking too many questions right there. Asking too many questions. Let's move on to the other three o'clock. That was uh, Wolves one, uh, Brian four. Uh, Brian looks superb. Says Endo eight goals in two games. I mean, look, they they do look great. They're scoring goals. They play good football. Mm-hmm. They've got a great manager. But come on, I mean, it's Luton and Wolves. Wolves are a team that half of us tip to go down this season. And Luton are quite frankly bang average at best. So you know. Like, wait, hold on. How, how many games were played this weekend? Was there a game missing? Uh, uh, Oscar, that's what I said. We'll get on to it. Oh, there was that guy. Out. Uh, I said, we'll get on to it. Then there's not that guy. Okay, 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 okay. I feel you. I feel you. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. But anyway, um, but a big up, a big up, Brian. Wonderful goal from Matoma. Um, and you know, Estupinian getting goals and CISO looking really, really dangerous. They've got a good squad. How long can it last? How far can they go? You know, we will see. We will see. Um, okay, moving on to Sunday. Uh, the early kickoff on Sunday, Aston Villa. I feel like this is everyone on the pod's second team, Aston Villa. I feel like we're all quietly thinking they can do something this season. And this week, they did. They put Everton to the sword. Four goals, one from John McGinn, one from Leon Bailey, one from Douglas Louise, one from Juan Duran. I don't know who that is, um, but big up him. Um, Leon Bailey got man of the match in that one. Everton, is it out? I told you, is they it? got that out too. Is it scary? Is it scary hours for them? Yeah, it's scary. I told you, someone dies, will be one of the people where we get fired. Man said, die, she die, she die, she. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so, um, so you want to wait till not that guy before we discuss the other situation? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so that, that was the fixtures. Obviously, right now, we're currently live at Selhurst Park. Arsenal 1-0 up. Ten men on the pitch there after Tommy Asu's second yellow sending him off. Um... I think we need to get into one more comment from Assad, and then we'll get into the awards. Assad says, Villa's my second team. I love them in the 2021 season when they had Grealish. About, oh, what a team. What a team that was. When Jack Grealish was hooping at the freedom of the world, you know, all he cared about was, was lockdown, crashing, crashing goal, Premier League. Um, Assad says uh, they were smacking Liverpool 7-2 those times. What a great day that was. Um, Robin. Who's player of the week? Uh, my player of the week. Oh, who has done well this week? 
Um, there was a honorable mention for people, you know, starting out in their new teams doing well. We had uh, James Ward Prowse in there, you know, coming out of the guns blazing mm. on his debut with two assists. That looks really, really good. Um, I was impressed with the whole Spurs team. So I throw a boomer in there because I thought he was really, really good on the weekend. Footy Agendas mentioned Phil Foden. Uh, you know, he definitely was a clear man of the match in his game and stood out really, really well. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, think Solly Marsh got to Solly Marsh back twice. Um, who you got? Who you got? No, just, just because I what I just saw him and he's having a great time ever since he had a great debut. I think I'm going to give it to James Ward Browse. Spare the week. James Ward Prowse. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. You're not alone. David has gone in there with James Ward Prowse. Um, I, I think just because I'm not harsh, but I was talking about him in the first week of the season. Uh, Phil Foden, we were asking a lot. We were asking him to step up. KDB injured. He did, you know. And this is a big game. You know, this is a top four clash. Newcastle are going to be the team that's right in the three or amongst coming the end of the season. Um, uh, I would go. I would go with uh, Phil Foden. Um, but Footy Agendas is saying Solly Marsh. Great shout. Two goals for him. Three for the season now. Already um, early doors. They they put they put Wolves to the sword. But I just think he's a really poor Wolves side. Um, and Assad said Basuma based on my shout. So I think unless anybody has anything else to add, you know, you've got one vote, Robin. Uh, David has got another vote, and it seems like Player of the Week this week is James Ward Prowse. Three points, two assists. Um, big win for the Hammers. Um, shout out to them. Uh, Robin, who's team of the week? Brighton. I think there's no disagreements there. Brighton yeah. <laughs> cut Wolves apart. Like, they tore them apart. Um, uh, shout out to Adrian, who says Basuma should be player of the week. I mean, Basuma, great too. Um, but I think Brighton are going to get team of the week. Uh, no, no real disagreements there. 4-1 victories away from home. Come on, come on. There's no real arguments. Uh, yeah, even Endo saying Brian. So we move. Uh, goal of the week. Me? I'm going to the South Coast again, you know. I'm going Matoma. That goal Matoma, was that's what I was, was going to say. I was like, it has to be Matoma because yeah. that was absolutely sensational what he's done there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, Endo made a good point. Spurs could have been a great shout for team of the week. I yeah. think they were, they were good value for money. Do you know who else's goal was a banger, bro? Antonio. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he, I forgot bullied, about that. He bullied Levi Colwell and then just smashed it, bro, and bins. Man said goal of the week, Diaz. Relax, bro. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a good goal in that. Like, fair enough. But, like, come on. Let's, uh... Oh. Uh, see Crystal Palace here. I'm just going to talk yeah. quickly, quickly about this game. Yeah, go for it. They've got no end products. Like, they get the... They're building up the play. They're getting there into the box and all stuff, but they get the corner and, or they get through into the final part and they just don't know what to do with the ball. And you're just giving Arsenal enough time to get back into that shape and now suddenly there's 10 men in the box yeah. full on yellow. So it's just like, you need to either release the ball a bit early or get in there in general. But yeah, they've got six minutes plus extra time to go. So mm, it's looking good. It's not looking good. Um, mm. uh, Assad predicted a dagger so hopefully that dagger comes um a couple of men are saying matoma um for that goal of the week uh antonio or, or carney chukwameka is what barack is saying but yeah big up goal of the week uh matoma takes that one home now robin 
you had an idea, but not that guy. It's so not that guy. It's half not that team slash not that organization. Because we all knew about what two three months ago that this team was coming up to the Prem and that their stadium was not up to standard. So three months has gone by. The Prem has fully started. We're in game week two. And I was like you when I was like, hmm. Why is why is my game cancelled? Why do I have a player that's not had zero points? Like, what's happened here? Yeah. Two twos now. I looked into it. Luton Town had had cancelled their game against Burnley because their stadium's not ready. I have two questions. Go for it. One, we've done this before, where... A team in the stadium's not ready in Tottenham. So they played all their away games first, the last three games before they've been in the stadium. So mm-hmm. why are Luton Town doing that, first of all? I thought they were. Uh, I thought it said already I been there, Yeah. I'm, I'm confused. Second of all, how is this stadium not ready? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. This is, this is a howl both from the Premier League and Luton Town, because we can't have games getting cancelled second game into the season because the stadium is not adequate. What is going on? Look, the fact that the stadium is not adequate and you're, like, when you're in the championship, isn't your aim to come to the Premier League? Surely this should be a number one priority that you're <laughs> sorting this out. Like, you know, you know you don't meet the requirements. Why are you applying? Like, It's crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, but yeah, like uh, uh, Luton's next game is at Stamford Bridge, so they're gonna have to turn up to that one. They're gonna have to arrive, and you know, the games take good luck to them. Good luck to them. Um, they're saying uh, Arsenal have for dear life. I'm not watching anymore. Is, is this true, Robin? Are they hanging on for? They are kind of hanging on for dear life. They got three minutes to go, eight seven minute. Oh my gosh, how is that not a goal? Ah, oh, these people. Listen, Crystal Palace, they've mm. had an excellent chance to make it 1-1. But, yeah. Yeah. Also, but I did have another guy that... I, I did have another person that's not this guy. Uh, Let's go for it. So, um, Women's World Cup Final, 2023. Down yeah. under in Australia. Yeah. Tenth game, Sunday, everyone's in the pub, 11am. Yes. Unfortunately, it did not come home to England. And Spain are your new world champions for the next four years. Congratulations to Spain. Congratulations England, you tried. Great save by England's greatest goalkeeper of all time, Mary Ops. True Mike right there. But, um, but yeah, what my not that guy is the person after the game. So mm-hmm. we've got Spain have won, they're celebrating, they're doing their thing. Yes, they get they get they're getting their medals, and then out of the blue, the president of the Spanish Football Association yes. just randomly kissed one of the players. Okay. Out of the blue, why? Well, let's talk about this because in the game, <laughs> the penalty the penalty was uh, was actually missed by Jenny Hermoso. 
Um, but for those of you that know your Spanish, does anyone know what hermoso means? Hermoso, sorry. Not, uh, put your genesis and put the name on there. Can we, can we do a quick Googles? I, I'm going to Google this because I don't want to put it on the screen and there's something mad. Oh, no. Oh, I've got it. What does that mean? Wait, 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 wait. I meant, I thought, uh, bro, I thought the word meant something in English. Have I got no, 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 no. No. What, what, what does it mean? It means beautiful. It means beautiful. Okay? It means beautiful. Yes. So I got it right, yeah? It means beautiful. So, I, I need to know the story behind who this man was, the Spanish Federation guy, in, in relation to Jenny, before I throw not that guy out there. Because... I don't know. Maybe there was there was a thing going on. It looked like a mutual thing. No, because thing what happened like... afterwards, there was a mad news about it, saying that she was not happy about it. Oh, so so she I don't, she looks happy. I don't know. Mm-mm. At the end of the day, if that's not your wife, and I'm assuming this guy's married because I saw a ring. What are you doing? Hey man, hey. <laughs> guys, you win you win a World Cup. The emotions ran high. You know what I mean? I've seen I've seen skulls kissing Neville on on pictures. You know what I mean? Jenny, Jenny Hermoso, you know, I was watching that game. Definitely, definitely, uh, definitely a kissable person. You know what I mean? Definitely. <laughs> I have no comments. I have no uh, comments. It didn't seem crazy to me. Listen, when I saw the picture of it, Mr. I was like... Mr. Spanish football president, you're not that guy. The Spanish football president dead ass committed sexual assault <laughs> on TV. Is that what did he just go up to her and just lips her out of the blue? This is what happened. Out of the blue. So imagine I'm giving you the medal, you shake your hand, like you normally yeah. do, like you shake the hand of the president. Yeah. He just went in. Fair play. The intrusive thoughts, they, 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 they just carried over. Man just said, yeah, it's a lip syncing straight. No, I don't know, because I, I, I saw the picture. The picture, it looks like they're both kissing, innit? It looks like two people kissing each other. So I was like, what's the big deal here? They kissed each other. But if everyone's saying that he kissed her involuntarily, then my man, my man, you got to put, you got you, you, you got to do your job. Do your job, innit? When you're on stage, do your job. All right, so uh, seven minutes of added time. Oh, so we're not even in added time yet? No, we are in added time. I'm on the 91st minute. Palace have the ball. But you've got six minutes to go. Yeah. Oh, right. someone, someone in, the, in the comments said something else, and I was like, oh, do we talk about this? Because I don't know if this is official yet. Well, go on. Just sold my car to Louis Oh, yeah, let's go, let's go for it. Look at Louis Vuitton. You're running low on money. Why would you bet on a yellow? What the hell? If he bet on GA, it'd be less serious. But I, so we, I, I have, think, we have another allegation. But this is the thing. I, the, the, when it comes to the, this betting thing, the allegation is not that Luis Paqueta bet on himself. The allegation is that he told people and other people went around betting. So the reason it was flagged is because so many people placed the same bet of Paqueta getting a yellow. And if you have you seen the clip of the yellow he actually gets? Mm-hmm. It's so sus. He, he, no, I think he did it so well. Like, do you remember last year there was the one about Xhaka? And yeah. when Xhaka gets the yellow, and you're like, he just boots the ball away for no reason. And you're just like, hmm, that looks sus. Paqueta goes for a header, he nudges into the player in the 94th minute. So he waited to the end of the game, nudges into the player, picks up a yellow. This is the yellow card that apparently people won millions off of. And I'm like, hmm. 
Well done, Paquetta, man. He's done his thing. He's done his thing. But um, at the end of the day, if the investigation is conclusive, then we're going to be looking at another Tony situation, no? Yeah. Surely. Of course. Surely. That's why I, I think that's why the deal fell through, because apparently he was supposed to go to City. But yeah, that deal fell through that real quick. Can't be, that can't be why the deal fell through. <laughs> I think the worst thing Paquette had done this week is not even that there was a moment where he had the ball up against Raheem Sterling and he thought the referee blew the whistle so he just stopped playing and Raheem Sterling just took the ball off him he just stopped in the middle of the, the, the game it's like Paquette oh that's Kai Havertz where is he? <laughs> yellow card oh, <laughs> two games no goals no assists Racking mm. up, racking up. On our way, on our way to 007. I don't, right. think actually, I don't think he'll actually get 007. Three minutes to go, so I'm letting you know we've got three minutes left. Three minutes to go. Okay, we might as well see this one out. And then when we uh, yeah. when we end the pod, uh, it will be on the final whistle. Um, let, are there any other news? Before I go through the, the last pictures of this week, are there any other news? Speak on uh, What else happened in football this week? Uh, nothing I can think of. No, no, I've got Neymar. Neymar off oh, to the... Neymar, no, but we talked about last week. Yeah, he's gone to do really? Messi. We can talk about Messi and Leo. He's won his first trophy for oh. Inter Miami. Oh. What a guy. Wow. Did you see his goal? Oh, sensational. His goal was just special. Like, there's, there's not Isn't enough... Isn't me? I've seen him play a new game every two days for this club. What's going on? Hey, they put they put this man to work. He's got him glue around there. This guy is playing every game. Have and you know apparently that was a new cup. Like it just made that competition up. That was the first. That was the inaugural final. It was an inaugural cup, but then it gets a spot in their Champions League. So Inter Miami are dead last, and they've got a Champions League spot. <laughs> For nah. the North America, <laughs> I, said, I said this is what this is rigged. American sports are so trash. They need to uh, they need to get just create multiple leagues, have relegation, make it a competitive, serious thing. Because this idea that you've got the same teams just going round and round and round, like it's nonsense. It's nonsense. But big up Messi, he's doing his thing. I can't lie. If I if I end up in LA at any point this year, I'm copping the pink jersey, man. I'm getting it. I'm what getting Miami? It. LA Miami, okay, cool. That's the LA. Oh, right. Yeah. Miami. Miami. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. What am I talking about? If I end up in in uh, Miami, Florida, then yeah, I'll be I'll be copying that messy uh, team. Pick up Endo. The question, the weekly question: Would you rather win a million pounds right now, or score in a Premier League game to earn twenty? Interesting. Ah, uh, when do I play the Premier League game? Yeah, there's so many stipulations here. When am yeah, I playing? Yeah, right. Who am I playing for? What position am I playing? Yeah. Because if I'm playing it, now, if I'm playing right now, then I'm scoring. But if I have to like, do the trading... If I put you up top for Man City against Newcastle United this weekend, are you taking that deal? See, I don't think I'm good enough to play for Man City. I think I will get. <laughs> I think I think I will get stripped off in twenty minutes. Don't you think Man City would be the easiest team to play for? Like if in this scenario here, where you, you know you're not football ability though, <laughs> but you're not a trained professional. At the end of the day, we're we're talking about throwing uh, an an amateur into the to the to the man's game, the real game. Like 
I would rather be thrown into Man City as the striker than thrown into, you know, uh, a struggling... And it's full-time, Jeff. Full-time. It's done. It's done. Arsenal win. They're saying it's a champion's performance. I hate that. I hate that phrase so much. I hate it. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. If I'm walking into the game, am I scoring? Adrian said, bro, are we walking into a Prem game and scoring? I don't think it's as hard as it sounds. If you put me up top for a good team, I think I could bag. No, it's not. Like he's like Endo saying Oscar thinks football is easy. Like, no, no, I don't think football is easy. I just think I'm a threat and on a set piece. You know what I'm saying? Put me in the box. I'm ruffling feathers. I'm, I'm winning a header. You know what I mean? I'm winning a header. That's all I'm saying. Like, so if a team is creating several chances and the ball falls to me in the box, I'm smashing it. I'm smashing. I'll take my chance. I'll take my chance. But if we're going to the actual question, I'm taking one mil all day. Yeah, one mil. Yeah, because the one mil I know is a guarantee. Yeah, it's a guarantee. I'm taking a guarantee mil. But if you said, could I bag in the Premier League? I think I could bag. I think I could. I think if I played for Man City, I could get five goals a season. Up top for City, I think I could get five in a season. Um, I I think I could. I think I could. I think I could. Um, Mirad is delighted. Two wins from two. uh, Six points from six. Uh, Oscar. Name me the worst Premier League centre-back you can think of. Who's bad? Who's bad? I feel like I could run. I could, I could, do, a, I could do a job on Rob Holding. I think I could. I feel like I could give him a headache. He said He said the two Luton centre-backs are eating us for reference. I don't know. I don't know. Aye, that's just PMP. I can't lie. <laughs> you're, you're not even getting goals in the training session yeah because in training I'm playing against Vardio I'm playing, I'm playing against John Stones in training no I'm talking about 3 o'clock kickoff. put me at the Etihad yeah against Luton come on Foden supply me the ball <laughs> and the man don't believe you they don't believe you <laughs> I'm a, I'm, look the thing is I don't need to run tossing ragged like, I don't need to I don't need to do that need the chance. I'm not giving you that. Put me in the six-yard box. All I'll do, all I'll do is stay inside. All I'll do is stay inside. De Bruyne can lick a shot from 20, minutes, 20 yards. I'm there for the tapping. I'm there for the poach. I'm a hungry striker. I'm hungry. I think I couldn't do the headers because I barely headed the ball. I could do Mate, tappings. I'm, I'm all over that. I'm all over the headers. I'm all over the headers. Oh. I, I, yeah, I try my luck for sure. I don't, I, I don't, but don't take this the wrong way. I don't think it's easy. I don't think it's easy. Hey, bro, he said, I, pr- I promise holding will move to you. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. Uh, Endo says, AD is a big lad. You can stick him up front and he can bring it down and set man up. But I, I, personally, I'd have, I'd, have, I'd have Adrian in the engine room. I'd have Adrian in the midfield. Yeah, I don't think Adrian's a, he's, he's not a, he's not an up front man. Yeah, I don't know. A, like, a, Adrian's a hold up play. To be fair, I'm not. I'm not an upfront man. I'd I'd probably be like a more like a Danny Welbeck. You know what I mean? I'm up top. I I am fully left. I'm a left back. I like playing that position. Left back, yeah, free. You're yeah. the number three still. You're the number three. I am the number three. <laughs> uh, and I'm uh, a no 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 nonsense number three. Like if I know it's going all the way, I'm kicking out. Mm-mm. 
get the team. Yeah, like, like, Adrian said, Oscar, you've watched hundreds of Prem games. Well, look, I've seen hundreds of Prem goals. Like, look at the goal. Look at the goal that um, what's my man's name? Agward. Agward scored against Chelsea this weekend. Ball in from James Roll Prowse, rocket on his head. He just has to head it home. There's no way you put me in that position and I'm missing it. And I know some people miss. You know, we see people miss headers all the time. But if you give me that one opportunity to play in the Premier League, even against my own team, I bag. I bag. But by the way, a funny piece of commentary where, the, when that goal went in, yeah? <laughs> Jamie Carragher sees uh, Conor Gallagher and Agua going up for the header. And he just looks at it and he says, mismatch. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it was a complete mismatch. It was a complete mismatch. Um, wow, someone said Enzo Fernandez has never seen top half of the Prem table. That's crazy. That's that's crazy. That's crazy. Hey, he's seen a, he's seen a World Cup, though, hasn't he? He has seen the World Cup. He's been at the top the of the Cup. world. Um, okay, let me do the last few fixtures for Cup games, and uh, we can bounce out of here. Friday night football, Robin. Chelsea mm. yet to win a Premier League game. Host Luton Town at the Stamford Bridge. Oh, Chelsea. If, I, if you guys don't win, <laughs> I have questions. This should be a Chelsea yeah, win, and I think it's a Chelsea yeah. win. But, you'd, yeah. You'd be you'd be well within your rights to have questions. You'd be well within your rights. I right, think we should win. Luton team are dead. They can't play home games. Yeah, you, you know, it'll be nice to see Ross Barkley back at the bridge. I'll be the only one giving him a standing ovation. Everyone else will be... I see um, I remember that line. I died. I said, wow. What a guy. Yeah, <laughs> personally, I didn't... I wasn't that excited by this line. And I liked Peter Drury a lot. He said, even if they were owned by Microsoft, Chelsea still wouldn't excel. I feel like I've heard Munya Chihuahua make that same joke. I feel like I've heard it before. It didn't feel original to me. Mm. So I'm a big fan of Peter Drury, but uh, that line didn't didn't move me. Um, uh, Mirad says Chelsea will scamper to a one-one draw. I think this is disrespectful. I think um, I think Chelsea are a really good team, and I think we've shown in the in in the past two games that we we we, we played in both teams. I know we didn't win, so it, it almost counts for nothing. But I think Luton Town will not have enough for us. Chelsea will be all over them. There's going to be the the the, the introduction of Casado probably from the start. Maybe Lavia in the game. You know, we'll, we'll have Mudrik playing. Noni Maiwaki's getting back to match fitness. I think we'll have too much for Luton. And I get what you guys are saying if you've got doubts about Chelsea going forward, but not this game for me. I think it's a comfortable 3-0. Um, uh, Luton said uh, Luton may be down before they play at home. I don't know. <laughs> Man said they're gonna be down already. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, um, it's yeah. It's strictly unreal. But yeah, uh, Chelsea. Martin Tyler would be crucified if he said that. And then Murad said, "I think he is in one of his kits." I think when you one kits still. Um, Tottenham versus Bournemouth. Bournemouth at home for that one. Do you know what's gonna be funny? This is gonna be one one. One one, you think? <laughs> this is gonna be one one. Uh, yeah, Matt. Do you know what? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I can see a draw. But I'm gonna go Spurs win. I'm gonna go Spurs win just for the for the for the for the giggles. Um, Arsenal at home to Fulham Football Club, three o'clock on a Saturday. Uh, I'm going Arsenal three points. Arsenal the Emirates. Very confident and similar. Manchester United at home to Nottingham Forest. I think United get their first win of the season. What are you thinking? First win of the season. We already won, mate. 
Oh, oh sorry. First good performance <laughs> of the season. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think it'll be. Yeah, I think we'll beat Nottingham Forest. I don't see anything on them. Uh, yeah, it will be lovely to see Alango back. I hope he doesn't do anything to us. But yeah, that's all. Yes, um, Asan says. Uh, I'm also uh, hoping this will be the debut of Hoyland because we need a striker, man. We need Rashford back on the left ASAP. Yeah, man, get Rasmus on the field. Um, you know what? You know what? I was only going to do the big games, but I feel like this is a big team now. So Brighton, 5.30. You, you Sorry, you cut off for me. What did you say? Brighton versus West Ham. Oh, Brighton. I don't think West Brighton Ham are win. great. Okay, Sunday, we've got Sheffield United versus Manchester City. No. City. City. <laughs> City win. And then the big Sunday game is Newcastle United at home. To Liverpool Football Club. Liverpool with, you know, no McAllister. Uh, Endo probably will be starting that game alongside Schlaboschlei and whoever else they field in midfield. Um, and then you've got, you know, that formidable Newcastle team, you know, off the back of a defeat, should be willing to bounce back at home in front of St. James's Park. Um, you know, that's an iconic fixture, Newcastle versus Liverpool. Uh, Assad is going for two Nami, 3-1. I'm, I'm going to go for a score draw. I'll go for a 2-2. Two, two. I think crack. I, I think it's going to... I think Newcastle are going to win. Yeah, I United think Newcastle win. will win. Yeah. Fair enough. Right. Unless we have anything else, I think that's all for this evening, you know? I think that's all. They're saying Geordies versus the Scousers. Endo's saying... Uh, I think we lose 3-1. St. James' Park at 4.30 is the trenches. Boy, agendas has gone 4-2. Not many people giving Liverpool hope in this one. Um, Do you know I'm why? Still, it's I'm because not... the midfield is is the concern here. Newcastle's it, midfield is... It's, 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 it's weighty, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Yeah, man. Oh, look. Murad says Liverpool will be usurped by Newcastle one day. Goodness me. The passion that will see them through. Um, okay, that's interesting. Final final comment. Endo says, thoughts on Jeremy Doku to City? Uh, do you know what I said? Do you know what made me laugh? I saw a tweet said, a black player to City? <laughs> that was the question mark. I said, wow. Wow, what's happening here? But yeah, um, I don't have much thoughts. I think it's just cover, really. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I have no thoughts at all. I, I, you know, I like Doku. I think he's a good player. I don't think he's great. I'm surprised City about him. He's like, I feel like he's uh, he's very threatening and pacey, but I don't think he's that good with the ball at his feet. You know what I mean? Mm. He seems a bit erratic. I don't know. Um, but good player. Another Belgium in the Premier League. Let's see how it goes. Um, but yeah, good luck to him. Good luck to them. And uh, Monday night, 8 p.m., we'll be back. You know where to find us. Um, um, for those who would like to listen on audio, Ooh, we're on Spotify. I don't know if you find us because it depends who's... <laughs> it's Carnival next Monday, so I don't know if anyone's going to be here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but it's at Monday's Monday. I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. This is your Monday. I feel like... Um, I don't know. I remember we've done pods on Carnival Monday before. We've done pods yeah, on Carnival yeah. Monday before. But we will we'll keep you posted. Potentially. Potentially, innit? Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Some of the some of the members of the top four podcasts might be might be uh, in other places. They might be catching mm. catching wines at eight pm. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You might be you might be into your fourth magnum by that time. They're saying Oscar's Wi Fi is lacking today. Mm. Yeah, it's time to lock it off. It's time it to, lock, time it to off. lock it off. It's, it's bedtime. Yeah. 
Oh, go for Kipper's release, man. Yeah, shout out, man. Two man up. Me and Robin, we smashed it, bro. Big up everybody in the comments, man. We love you. We love your comments. Keep the show going, man. It's sick. Mirad is saying, do the pod from Notting Hill itself. Nah, come on. Come uh, on. Do you know how lit that would be? That's a different kind of dedication. <laughs> that's I don't crazy. know how... That's too, too, too many people. I don't even know if you'll hear yeah, us. Yeah, too many people. <laughs> First of all, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be heard. And you'd get random people just jumping in the camera for the sake of it. But anyway... Big up everyone, man. We love the support that you're giving us. Like the video if you haven't already. Subscribe and tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, tell a friend see you guys next week. Also, next week, sorry to say that, next sure. week we will also discuss the draw of the Champions League because it will be live then. So we'll see you then. That's because we're tired for this season. I'm just here to let you know. I'm here. Guys, there's no Ronaldo, there's no Messi, there's no Neymar, there's no Benzema, and there's no Oscar. I'm not involved in Champions League coverage this year. That is not my job. Get Peter, get David, call them up. You know, they're rookies on their Champions League coverage, but they're going to have to start figuring out how to do it. But anyway, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you soon. Make sure you follow us on all the socials to get the latest news. And um, peace.